this. There we go, jazz hands. There you go, Tim. A Novak conversions jazz hands from Tim. Walter's doing some kind of weird piece. I'm hanging uh, loose, man. I'm hanging yeah. loose. Yeah, he's, he's, he's hooking a wave or some, some kind of weird thing like that. We are live. We are live. This is episode, I don't know, I think it's like episode 212 of the Who Moved My Freedom podcast, live from the uh, Strange Media Studios here in Gainesville. And our special guest tonight is Novak Conversions. We've got Tim from Novak Conversions. And hey, Tim, what's up, man? Good. I'm just happy to be here, brother. Yeah, thanks for being here. And the reason, this is not the only reason, we're really happy to have uh, Novak Conversions on. But one of the big reasons that we have them on is because Novak Conversions is one of the stops on the convoy across America that we're doing yeah. with Brownells. You guys are, I believe that you're, what is it, July 23rd? 23rd, uh, yes. Yes, July 23rd. So um, I got to pull this thing up here because I. Uh, I'm really terrible with uh, dates and and all those kinds of things. But Tim, um, the the Jeep that um, Brownells currently have, have you guys had your fingers in that already? Or oh yes, we did. It's a fun one too. It's a 500 horsepower LS3 oh. JK four door. Okay, I was yeah. going to ask. They, I was going to ask you about LS engines. That was one of my questions. Yeah, they they didn't just have their fingers on there, man. They did they did the, like the full shaft <laughs> all the way. All the way up in there. <laughs> no, we stripped everything out from underneath that. Literally, suspension, everything. It was sitting in the air on a frame. That is it. Oh, all cool. Yeah. Yeah. And that's going to be, you're all done with that, right? We're done with our portion, correct. Okay, cool. So is that going to be on the convoy across America? That's my understanding, yes. The guys from Brownells uh, will be driving it cross country. Okay, cool. You know, so there's going to be a little bit of racing going on. Um, kind of a V8 in there. That's what that's what you guys do, right? That's correct. Not too many yeah. things in your group, I think, will beat it. Yeah, pro pro probably not. We'll see. We'll see what happens with that. So we're we're gonna we're gonna talk to Tim here. We're uh, we're gonna have a really good conversation about that. Lots of other things going on in the news that I'm sure you guys want to talk about. Yesterday was the Fourth of July. Obviously, we weren't here. Hope everyone out there had a safe, happy, fun Fourth of July. How was yours, Tim? It was awesome. Great time with family and friends. Uh, the Novak family. We went to a big fireworks show. We grilled. We did everything you normally do on Independence Day. Awesome. Awesome. What about you, Walter? What'd you get up to? I'm tired, man. I need a day off. <laughs> <laughs> no, no days off for you, Walter. <laughs> when, when you have a party at your house, it's like work, you know, you gotta, I got, yeah. I had to make the food and, you know, and set the help set things up and then clean up and, you know, so yeah. day off. So you didn't have a good time. I'm sure. Yeah, no, I'm I had, sure we had, we had a good time. It was a good party. We had like a, in the parade, we had um, like 13 vehicles, 13 trucks. Uh, yeah. I need to come out and do that with you next year. All shapes and sizes and vintages and mm. uh, military trucks, that is. And um, and then we all came to my house and fired up the grill and opened up the bar and and, and awesome. made, made fools of ourselves. Yes. Awesome. Awesome. Uh, I, I had a good I had a good Fourth of July as well. Like I said, I just chilled out at home with the family and watched sci fi movies. <laughs> so there you go. Did there you, you go. Or was it all like um, redos for you? No, I well, there's yeah, I watched a lot of stuff that I have seen already, but we did uh, we did watch Ready Player One, which was freaking awesome. I think we wound up watching that a couple times. Oh wow! So that was a really good, you know, that's the Spielberg movie about these people like you know virtual reality video games, 
uh, with a very heavy 80s theme. So, you know, I am like an 80s baby. So, <laughs> you know, I, I'm not really an 80s baby. Uh, I was born in the 70s, but grew up in the 80s. So yeah. it, it, there was a lot of nostalgic, cool stuff in there from the 80s, 90s and all that and even current stuff. So I, I think it was really well done. Really good movie. Cool. So cool. Um, that's pretty much what we did. You know what I'm going to do first before we, we get deep into this conversation? I'm going to go over here to the chat and shout out everyone in the chat. Please, folks, uh, make sure you hit the thumbs ups and share this and all that kind of stuff. Boom. I've shared it on social media. So is Tim, uh, Walter, you know, maybe make sure you share I, 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 I'm it. I'm slow, you know. Yeah, sure, sure. <laughs> <laughs> I know. I know you got here recovering from yesterday. No, I'm just tired. That's all. Yeah. Covering from yesterday. If Walter goes to sleep. We'll just we'll just get it. Do you have an air horn over there, Tim? Just <laughs> yeah, I can blast him awake. Yeah, just give me a warning first, so I can take my headset off. <laughs> yeah, we'll blast him away. I'm sure. Listen, Walter is good talking about one of his favorite things: vehicles. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. I got. I said yeah. I got questions. I got. I got questions. Yeah, exactly, exactly. So let me go over here in the uh, chat. I'm gonna. Um, Thank folks in here. So let's see. Uh, Christopher Williams looks like he was in there. Um, let's see. Robert McRae. I see Corey Williams as well. Matt Morse. Psycho 316. Hamburger Helper. Brian Quick. Caviar Hound. Uh, Boss Hog. I edit my sub MOA. So there you go. Um, let's see who else we got in here. We've got uh, The Archangel. Bricks. Chris Bolas. Uh, strange media moderator mr bullshitter is also in here haven't mm -hmm. i haven't seen him in a while but you know glad to see him uh, back in here maybe i just haven't seen his comments or anything like that mm -hmm. harry's holsters is also in here e-rock mm -hmm. shout out to harry's holsters uh e-rock is in here stl storm spotter james lawson special k socal gunner uh cb mike bryant john gillian john v james miller Let's see what's uh, Harry's holsters uh, is is in there shouting everyone out right now. Mubut is also here. Says Mubut says happy day after America birthday. You know we got like I said before we got ripped off. Tuesday was like a Friday. Today's like a Monday, and tomorrow's <laughs> Friday, tomorrow's Friday again. It's like uh, you have to get two Fridays in one week. Yeah, I know, but I just my cycles. I'm out of my cycle. Yeah, know. just might as well take. You know, we should have just taken today and then. No, but you know what? We can't do that. We have to promote the convoy across America. <laughs> yes, yes, yes. It must be done. It has to be done. It has to be done. So it's. Uh, I'm actually looking forward to it. Believe it or not, I think it's going to be a lot of fun. I would like um, to go the whole way, but I just can't. So yeah, you're, you're going to miss out, man. I am going to. I'm going to. I'm going to Novak Jeep conversions. I maybe I'll ride out. Who's riding with you? Um, it's just going to be me. Was, uh, Lola is going to probably be with me at the kickoff on July 16th. Yeah. That's at the Aries Range in Leesburg, Florida. Lola's going to come in, but she's working, so. She can't go on the whole trip with me. So it's mm -hmm. just going to be me riding in the car. Maybe some people yeah. will uh, will ride shotgun with me along the way. But you're, you're welcome to come out, man. You can get on a plane, fly out, yeah. meet us or something. Yeah. yeah. yeah I, I hate that idea of driving all the way back from California when it's done. Uh, well, you could you could fly out there, meet me. Then we can when it's done in California, we could both drive back. No. Yeah, but then I missed everything. Then. <laughs> <laughs> no, I understand. <laughs> You'd probably want to drive back. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. 
Yeah. I, I think it's going to be, I, I enjoy driving. I don't know. Obviously, Walter, you're not. No, I don't mind. Yeah. I don't mind a road trip. I'm not, I'm not like that or anything. It's just the time, I guess we'll say. I'm, yeah. Yeah. You know, there's, right now it's kind of busy with, you know, making new stuff and, yeah. You know, oh, and I don't want to leave and not kind of be in part of that. I'm part of that. So, yeah. yeah. Somebody has to make the guns so that I can Someone's, shoot them. Yeah. When I get back, I want to be shooting lots of guns that will yeah. be made. Uh, well, I got to do that. Yeah. So I can, so I can <laughs> buy me some Jeep stuff. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. We, we're going to, we need to do a project. We need to do a safety Harbor project and we need to, we need to make it a V8. And if only we knew someone that could put a V8 in a Jeep, I don't know. Uh, a 715 project would be nice. Uh, maybe, maybe this guy. <laughs> I know a guy. Yeah, exactly. Know exactly. A guy. Yeah. yeah, exactly. We do know a guy. I see MW tactical here in the hangout as well. Let me see if I'm missing anyone. If I missed anyone, just let me know. I see Kiaski, Paul K, John Brown, Tango Hunter, M, uh, MDS, 8168, Cowboy, 33, uh, 53, Shout out to all those guys. Jerry Woodman, Paul K. Shout out to everyone there. If I miss anyone, let me know. I'll definitely give you a shout out. Also, guys, let us know what questions you have for uh, Novak Jeep conversions. or wh Which one is it? Is it Novak conversions, Novak Jeep conversions? It's Novak conversions, um, but to, just to clarify that we specialize in Jeeps, uh, when we created our social media platforms, we just threw the Jeep in there. Oh, okay. But the business okay, cool. actually Novak conversions. Yes. So let us know who out there has a Jeep. You know, uh, one of the most awesome cars made in America. There's lots of cool cars made here. But uh, the, the Jeep is iconic. The Jeep is iconic. We're going to talk about the Jeep. Uh, maybe we'll have some. Maybe we'll talk about FCA a little bit. <laughs> <laughs> that should bring everyone a little bit of joy. Probably not. <laughs> yeah. Maybe we'll talk about the rumors. You know, I know China wants to buy Jeep <laughs> over our cold dead body. Don't yeah. Be so sure. Yeah, well, I don't know. I don't know. Uh, we might be seeing electric jeeps. <laughs> I don't. That that'd be a cold day in hell. So, uh, um, that's. Kind of, I mean, FCA uh, said that they are going. FCA said they're going 100 percent electric. In when they five don't, years. When they, when they don't. When they don't sell five cars in in a month, then they'll find how much they like that electric car. Yeah. 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 <laughs> when all those used jeeps become even more valuable, <laughs> you know. So, what do you think about what do you think about that, Tim? You know, I think it's a horrible marketing move. I don't think it would sell. That yeah. Jeep crowd, the hardcore Jeep crowd, will never buy onto that. Yeah, I mean, do you think um, do you think a, a electric Jeep is going to be able to do like rock climbing and all that kind of stuff? Oh, absolutely. Uh, you know, sure. If you watch like some of the videos, you see Tesla uh, out accelerating uh, Cor Camaros and Corvettes. Oh, I yeah. mean, the nice thing about electric power is that it's instant torque instant on it doesn't build it's just instantly there so they can be a rocket ship like that and you know from a hunting standpoint i like the idea of a quiet vehicle so instead of a loud diesel or something you know but okay i don't, I don't yeah. think catch on yeah the thing that i mean you know i'm not knocking electric uh, overall but like in a jeep in, a, in an adventure vehicle like where do you where do you charge. put the extra batteries? Where do you charge at? <laughs> yeah, I mean, there's solar power, but that's going to take it, some time. It, it doesn't do it fast enough. Yeah, so yeah. where would you, you know, you could get a jerry, you can get one of those cans that looks real cool. 
<laughs> right? There's all kinds of stuff that you could put on your Jeep, including a cage that holds a can or whatever, but that can isn't going to hold enough juice. No. Yeah. Limited range, for sure. Yeah, so that that kind of, you know, it's that's interesting. Uh, now, unless in, they, in, in unless a hybrid, they do a hybrid. Yeah. In a hi- in a, like a diesel electric situation where you can charge your own batteries and do that kind of thing, that's cool. But straight up electric? Yeah, not me, but nope. Yeah. So any any plan in the future, Tim, could we see Novak doing a hybrid electric conversion? You know, I will never say never. We okay. we <laughs> talked about that in the past. Um, nothing's come to fruition yet, but never say never. <laughs> okay. If you do, it must be named the Hank. I just I just, <laughs> yeah. I just saw I saw a clip someplace I was watching a company out in California that does electric conversions. Where they they'll take your Porsche. For example, you pull your Porsche in there, they'll pull out the engine, pull electric motor, the batteries, the whole nine yards, and next thing you got an electric car. And I'm yeah. like, Oh, okay, well, that's cool, I guess, if that's what you want. If you're using it like a commuter or something, I guess that's fine. Yeah. The conversion I would like to do, no no kidding. I would like I like um the natural gas conversions. Yeah. So I don't know if you've seen any of those. I think that's a cool idea because in America, we have a lot of natural gas and I think it's 50% cleaner than gasoline. So True. And, you know, yeah. when you go to the uh, hardcore rock crawling competition, you'll see quite a few of these buggies that are run on propane too even. Yeah, yeah. And so, it, do- it doesn't care whether you're upside down or, or which way it's going to run. So, yep. And that's the reason why they do it exactly. Yeah, yeah. I, I would like to see something like that. That would be cool. Bricks on the subject of on the subject of uh, I, I'm thinking that this has to do with either uh, FCA selling Jeep or the electric Jeep. But Brick says not no, but hell no. <laughs> right. Couldn't agree more, brother. <laughs> and Cyrus 308 says if the money is right, Jeep will sell. I hope not. I hope not. Uh, it's like, will it kill? It will kill. I think that Jeep, Jeep is the most valuable thing in in FCA so far as the American brands, right? Yeah. Um, Jeep is more valuable than like Dodge. You know, I'm not trying to knock Dodge. I have a Ram Rebel, but you know, uh, Dodge Ram, all those kinds of things are not as valuable as Jeep. I have so. to wonder how the company would survive if they sold off Jeep. Quite frankly, well, they mm. they were talking about getting rid of Chrysler in general. It, the whole Chrysler section yeah would that yeah, fall I think under they were gonna, the, the jeep well, still fall under chrysler's i mean is that all one that that area or what i don't know no they're technically separate so even though the dealerships look like ram dodge chrysler jeep um and even now they sell some fiats in those dealerships i think they're really separate and and i agree with tim man if they if they get rid of jeep like what that's the halo yeah you know, I mean, think about that. The other stuff is really, I'm not, I don't want to say it's boring, but it's close to it. <laughs> you yeah. know, it, it's, it's, uh, there's some cool things like, you know, I had a Dodge Challenger and stuff like that, but, oh man, that's, if they're going to go electric, they're probably going to slowly move away from things like that. And you can't really, the thing with electric is you can't have really heavy vehicles because you, no. you're just not going to have that, um, that it's, mileage and stuff like that. So, sucks down the battery. Yep. Yeah. So um, if you guys have questions, let us know. Let's see what's going on here. Um, Jules Norton says, hey, guys, I have an 87 Jeep Cherokee. Uh, that's cool. Let us know who um, Cyrus 308 says Jeep is an icon. You know, got lots of stuff coming in here. 
um, on that. So, you know what, before we get deep into that, let's actually find out from Tim, what is Novak Conversions? Where are you guys? What do you guys do? We are, this is actually our 51st year. We just had a 50th anniversary last year and did a big celebration. Um, we are in extreme northern Utah. If you know where Salt Lake City is, we're about an hour, hour and a half north of there. And we're just minutes from the Idaho border. Nestled in a nice little valley with beautiful big mountains on each side of us. And nice community, great place to work and a great place to Jeep. But we're all Jeep. That's all we do. Um, we have, since day one, we manufacture all the components to convert Jeeps to V8s or even just rebuild the existing transmissions and transfer cases, you know, from like a restoration standpoint. Um, but we manufacture um, all the components to put V8s in all the different Jeep models, um, including the new JL. We'd be doing, a, doing one of those here in about a month or two, and it'll be in SEMA as well. Okay, cool. Yeah, that was going to be my first question. Are you guys doing... You know, is it specific Jeeps or is it all of them, including the new one? So you're saying you're getting ready to come out with some stuff for the new one? Yeah, the, the new JL. Um, I know a lot of your followers, since the, the whole Jeep and uh, gun world go hand in hand, a lot of us Jeep owners are gun owners and vice versa. Mm -hmm. um, we're probably aware of uh, Black Ops 4x4 out of California. Every Jeep, he owns just about every iconic Jeep made from CJs and flat fenders on up to JKs. Well, he now has purchased a JL. He, in fact, he had, I think, the first one in the country. Flew out to Toledo, Ohio to buy it because he wanted it before anybody else did and then drove it home. And he's now got it with 49-inch tires under it and some big, heavy 70-series Curry axles under it. And uh, hmm. the next step after he's got that all buttoned up is to bring it up here. And we're going to stuff up. For those who are familiar with the Chevy powertrains, that's what the GM powertrains are really what we specialize in. And I could go on for hours probably about the reasons why, but we're going to put what they call a Gen 5 engine and transmission in it. It'll be a 6.2 liter uh, with an eight-speed transmission. They call it the 8L90. It's like what would come in three-quarter and one-ton trucks, and and uh, it's a pretty stout setup, and it's going to make that Jeep a blast to drive. <laughs> That's all. Did you have a question here, Walter? Well, I'm just – every I, at what point does it not – Aside from the grill on the front, because but at some point it it's not a Jeep anymore. When you everything is <laughs> everything, everything like those axles you mentioned, those are badass. So yeah, and then in a drivetrain, and then you know by the time you get done, it's like what happened to the Jeep? <laughs> the body and frame are still Jeep. <laughs> the skin, the skin is there. Yes, but Jeeps is Jeeps. You know what? Okay, so Jeeps are a lot like the AR15. They are they are Legos for grownups, right? Uh, I mean, uh, yeah. Th this is the thing, and, and I think that um, there's so many aftermarket parts for Jeep. Are there really any just like regular Jeeps out there? Obviously, when some, maybe if someone's getting a new one or they bought something fully loaded from the dealership, but lots of people really enjoy the experience of building up their Jeep and customizing it to what they want. Absolutely. You can personalize them as much as anything in this world. You know, I've always said kind of along the lines of what you said, I've always said uh, Jeeps are to guys in, in, you know, mechanized guys as iPods are and iPhones are to, to kids because everybody and their dog makes accessories for iPods and iPhones and all that. But you <laughs> go the same way. Everybody and their dog is clamoring to make whatever accessory they can for the newest model and the first one to market with this or the first one to market mm -hmm. with that. And everybody that owns a Jeep always says, you're never done building your Jeep. There's always something you want to do to it. Mm -hmm. Yeah. 
Yeah. There's, a, there's always some other cool little part you see somebody else has got and you don't have. Absolutely. And we all know what Jeep stands for, right? Just empty every pocket. <laughs> well, I didn't know that, but yeah. That's <laughs> Going to have to use that one now. Going to have to use that one. I think there's every, like Walter and I go to SEMA show. I think I was asking you off air if you guys have ever been or if you're going to SEMA show. Um, we have this year. This year it's happening. Okay, so this year you guys will be at SEMA show, and I think you're going to be with what's the name of the um, that that Jeep guy you were just talking about? Four by four. We'll be in the the booth that we'll be in is the Vision Wheel booth. The Vision Wheel booth. Okay, cool. Yeah, when you know when you go to SEMA show, for anyone who's ever been, Walter and I have been there. Jeeps are the most prevalent vehicle at SEMA show. Yeah. Right or wrong, Walter? There's a lot of them. A lot, yeah. <laughs> a, lot of, a lot of people making parts and pieces. Yeah. Yeah. You can pretty much get anything for a Jeep. There's convertible, like powered convertible tops. Right. You yeah. know, you, you could this this I, I mean, I just can't go into how many things exist yeah. for Jeeps. So you, you can, you know, you can go the if you like to have things luxurious and that kind of uh you can go yeah. real luxurious or you can go real like manly and have it where it actually works like a truck. Yeah, so. <laughs> uh, we saw what was the name of that? We saw this top at SEMA show um, last year that makes your Jeep look like a Range Rover. Remember that? And it, that? it extended the roof. It, it, it increased the roof height inside. Yeah. Yeah. The headroom and stuff like that. Yeah. So this whole bunch of things. Now, let me ask you, Tim, how popular is the uh, the doing the V8 conversion? How many of you guys done? Oh, you know, to be honest with you, we've sold the product to do it in kits. Well, individual components or kits over the years, far more than we've done installs. We actually just a couple months back, uh, a few months back earlier this year, opened our own install bay. And that's actually where I'm sitting. You can see our brothers from Brownells poster back there. Yes. Back. Shout out to Brownells. <laughs> right. But they, they, those guys are great, aren't they? Absolutely. But we're just now basically just now getting into the install portion of it. Typically in the past, we've done it for R&D purposes and refinement and things like that. But uh, we've over the years, our salesmen keep saying that they got guys asking if we'd install it because who better to install it than those who developed it? You know, right. so I right. said it's their revenue stream for us. And we always want to give our employees uh, more benefits and, and make their lives better. So let's do it. So we jumped in full bore. And as you can see, we're doing conversions now. OK, cool. So um, I'm trying to remember how you guys have been around for a while, right? Um, when did you say you? Fifty-one years. Okay, so in that time, you've been selling the kits to yeah. convert it, right? Because that's what the company was originally started. How many of those kits do you think um, you guys sold? I, I so would, rough. I would say ten thousand. <laughs> it's in the thousands, thousands. Okay, cool. So and then, and so now you guys are actually getting into doing it there. I know you do have a video on your um, YouTube channel. Do you want to just tell people real quick what's your social media? How can they get in touch with you guys? Yeah, absolutely. So. Uh, Facebook is simply Novak Conversions, and we haven't really supported that platform a whole lot until the last uh, six to 12 months, maybe, if even that, uh, but we're being more active now on Facebook, but uh, Instagram, we've been really active on and, and had a great response, quite frankly. You can pretty much track uh, business from Instagram, uh, depending on the quality of the post, but uh, we're at Novak Jeep Conversions, and then I run my own uh, Tim, um, underscore Novak Jeep conversions. Okay, cool. And, uh, we just post a lot of stuff on there that guys want to see, you know, uh, bills that are in progress, uh, what it takes uh, to R&D something and make it fit. And a lot of these guys are really interested in, in the hardcore aspects of it instead of just the finished project and what it looks like. So okay. we, we try to give everybody as much information as we can. 
Okay, cool. So the the thing um, that that I really want to know here is uh, is it is it difficult to put this in? You know, what's the what's the <laughs> so if you're if you're like a, if you're not mechanically inclined like me, and if you don't um, have really the tools and stuff like that, is you know, no bueno, no, no bueno, no, 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 it's not gonna work. If that's the case, you don't want to do it. You want to bring it to us. Uh, we even arrange shipping nationwide. We're always arranging shipping and uh, having it brought to us. And, you know, a lot of guys will fly out and drive the, the finished product home. Okay. Yeah, that's what I was going to say before. Um, I know on the YouTube channel, I saw uh, Yeti and, Lo, uh, and, um, Yolo. And, and Yolo come out there and yeah. uh, they did their own conversion. I think they lipped into, into your, uh, you know, <laughs> in, into, your, into your shop there to get it done. They did. Um, yeah, that was cool. That was actually cool to see. Those are good guys. They are great guys and excellent brand ambassadors. It was kind of funny how that all came about. Do you want me to kind of give a little background? Yeah, yeah. Tell folks out there what, what exactly happened with Yeti. If you don't know Yeti and YOLO, explain explain who who those guys are. I don't really know. I saw the video thing, but I don't know. Yeah. Yeti and YOLO are a great a great couple. They're two people that are they're both from California. They met through social media. Um, both hardcore Jeepers, both of them, and that kind of brought them together. But uh, they kind of decided to just leave their lives. You know, they they had good, well-paying jobs in California, but just knew there was something more out there for them. And so these guys live full time out of their Jeeps now. And they've got the tent top, the, the rooftop mounted trailer or tent, I should say, and the trailers and they're fully outfitted. Uh, they're great brand ambassadors for us and any other company as well. And so it was really funny. Um, I noticed on Instagram, I don't even remember how I came across Yeti, but that time that they were out in Wyoming, they were that's about a couple hours from us is all. They buried their Jeep in mud. They they basically ruined the transmission. And uh, I so I just I just said, hey, we're not too far away. If you need some help, just reach out to us. We'd be glad to help. And left it at that. And uh, a while later, a few months, six to eight months later, I got a a message from Yeti one night saying that uh, they're going to compete in the 36 hours you are event in North Carolina and they're going to compete in the compete in the pro class and they wanted to be the only team that drove their rig to and from you know they didn't fly in and have a, a crew bring their their semi trailer with their truck and a crew and all that they, yeah they're a two-man team and they do everything themselves from repairs to uh, everything training and, and the event so they asked if we if we wouldn't mind helping out. He's got a transmission that they burn up in Wyoming and it wouldn't make it the full distance. <laughs> and I got that on a Sunday night, late at night, and I told my wife, I thought, you know, this would be kind of cool. You know, we could we could build a what they call a 32 RH transmission. It's a three-speed, you know, non-overdrive transmission. It came in those TJs, 9704 Jeeps, and and uh, we could rebuild the transmission for them and help them out and get them back to you know, North Carolina from San Diego. Um, and then I thought, man, he's never had overdrive though. It'd probably be a lot easier to drive that thing on the highway with overdrive. So we could do a 42 RH. And, but then you're talking about a whole, you know, wiring change and a, a computer change, and you're still stuck with a crappy Jeep powertrain that's got 200,000 miles or whatever it was on it and has trouble pulling that trailer. So the thought came to me, you know what, we could go all in here and we could, we could put an LS engine and transmission combination in that and, and really do it up nice for them and, and make it a reliable, powerful rig. And then uh, so I, I sent a text that Sunday night to a few of my coworkers and, and uh, 
leadership folks like me and said, you know, I got this idea. Let's talk about this in the morning, but formulate your thoughts. And uh, we got here the next morning and everybody was like, man, this is awesome. We should jump all in on this, even our owner. And so that's what we did. And, and you know, we, we kind of copied the one of the episodes. I think it was, was it Dirt Every Day or one of those shows where they, they went to a, I think it was a Jegs. And in their parking lot, they bought an old Caprice or Impala or something, and they bought a crate engine and everything it took to make a hot rod out of that car and did it in the parking lot, you know? <laughs> so, yeah, I think that was Dirt Every Day. Um, yeah, Fred? One, one of those shows. Yeah, I've seen that. Yeah. Yeah, okay. So that was that was kind of where we started with it. They messed up that parking lot. <laughs> I bet they did. Yeah. <laughs> one of my coworkers said, you know, well, what if we do that, but we change it up a bit and we have them do their own conversion because if they're going to be competing in this event, they need to have know how to fix their own rig. So if we have them do their own conversion and we film it and you know and, and put it on YouTube and all these kind of things, so we we just ran with that. And so we put together a really nice powertrain for them. And uh, I don't know if you've seen the video or pictures of it, but uh, you can check it out on our YouTube channel. And it turned out really nice. Um, it's it's reliable. It's got more than enough power. And when he was uh, competing in that 36-hour event, people were amazed at how fast he could drive that rig through the course and how well he can handle it. And so it worked out really well. Yeah, for for um, for all the guys out there, you should you should definitely check out Novak Conversions on YouTube. I think it's YouTube slash Novak Conversions, right? I believe so. Yeah, um, and Yeti and Yolo. If you don't know, I met them at the uh, Brownells event that I did. I think that was like way back last year. And you probably see them in my videos, as well as uh, videos from the other folks that are out there. These are gun guys as well, you know. They're Big time. yeah, they're into guns and all that kind of stuff. Mm -hmm. They're I, I I still think that um, Yeti stalked Yolo, then hypnotized her. You know, <laughs> you would think, I mean, wouldn't you? Yeah, I don't know how exactly. No, no. They're, you, they're, you, I keep you saying guys. You keep saying guys. There's one guy and one chick. So yeah. yeah. <laughs> well, that guy has cooked for me before, and I think he just wined her and dined her with his ability. Uh, to yes. Yeah. He's a good. But these guys actually lived a life when we were doing the Brownells event. Um, I think the last thing we did is we spent the night on the beach, and because um, we went fishing during the day. So everything we caught, we brought back to the beach and um, Yeti cooked everything. You know, he's a great, he's an excellent cook. Uh, excellent. You know, they're really, yeah, they're really, really cool people. I don't know. I mean, it probably seems like, oh yeah, you know, I said, but, th but those guys are really cool people. So really, yeah. what do you want me to say, Walter? Uh, Nothing. Nice. Uh, a nice young man and a young lady. No, I mean, those guys, it's like yeah, I said, I, I watched the video. There's, there's, there's somebody there who's not a guy. No, there's nothing, there's nothing guy-ish. <laughs> no, no, I'm going to say, one of, those, one of those ain't a guy. <laughs> yeah, no, she's not, she's not, but she's real. she's, they're, they're really good people. It's like, you know, uh, I mean, I cannot overstate it. They're really, they're really good folks. And they're actually living like that whole overlanding, that the adventure thing that lots of people out there say they're going to do. These guys actually live on the road. It's, yeah. it's, not, it's not that easy to do. You got to, uh, unfortunately, it still takes a money. To, yeah. to they're incredibly committed to what they do. Incredibly yeah. committed. And you know, as far as a brand ambassador, like they represent other brands as well, and they'll test products and things like that. I have never seen uh, people that represent products so well test them thoroughly and give honest feedback on them, but they will never disparage a company's name that they represent. And they're just some really down to earth, honest, good people. Yeah, 
they're, they're, they're good folks. You guys should check that out. I think it's a good story. There's a good story in there about how they met and all that kind of stuff. So, all right. So basically someone like me, not, not capable of doing this, got to send it into you. <laughs> well, right. you- that's a lot easier. It's, it, 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 it. Instead of having to have somebody come and fix what you didn't get right. Yeah. It's not, it sounds like it's not, yeah, it's not plug and play. Yeah, exactly. And you need some tools. Let me ask you something, Tim. How how come, why do you think that Jeep never, you know, hasn't done this? Like why hasn't Jeep made these options available? You know, I've, I've questioned this for years and I always say it whenever a new model comes out, I just say how grateful I am. They're too dumb to put a big, powerful V8 in it. Um, (laughs) EPA. (laughs) Yeah, but we make it burn California, California, EPA. Yeah, Yeah, there (laughs) is that. Yeah, cafe standards, man. Uh, Yeah, yeah, yeah. All that that terrible stuff, yeah. Yeah, that stupid cafe standard from California. And I know you're a California guy, Tim. Sorry, but California is ruining the world. (laughs) I escaped many, many years ago. Yeah. So, I mean, I, <clears throat> I'm surprised that they, you know, I think they really, they should have done it, but they haven't done it. Obviously, that leaves a, an opportunity open for you, right? Um, you know, and, sure. and that's the thing that we're about here in America. So, yeah, it's cool. Yeah. I mean, you know, always, you know, being able to make it the way you want it versus the way they want it. You know, I mean. Yeah. And that's that. Uh, yeah. I was going to ask you when you do the LS, uh, LS swaps, the aluminum LS or cathern LS? Both. All of the above. Depends on how much money you want to spend. Uh, you know what? There's there's some of the uh, – well, in fact, I don't know if you can see over my shoulder here. This You see that nice pretty engine behind me there? Right, right. Uh, that's a, a TJ chassis. We actually took that to the Salt Lake Off-Road Expo a couple months ago, and we took the body off of the TJ so that we could just have a rolling chassis with the whole conversion powertrain in it. So guys that, that are do-it-yourselfers and, and want and can do it themselves can actually see – how doable it is really right it's really not that hard when you have some mechanical skills maybe the hardest part is probably uh welding the mounts in you know placement building yeah and then and a lot of electronics now is plug and play with harnesses and stuff like that so yeah we we rework the gm harness and customize it so it fits right in your jeep uh in, in this particular situation and it's plug and play with about i believe it's about six wires to solder and that's about it is it tunable? The electronics tunable in there? Okay. Absolutely. In fact, that's what a lot of shops have been finding out they like about us is that some of the other companies out there that do LS swaps and things of that nature, um, what you get is what you get. Um, you can never change anything because of the way they've configured it. But, you know, we'll put a bigger cam in it for you if you want. We'll do a custom tune on it if you want. Um, the, the sky's the limit. Supercharger. It doesn't matter. Yeah, what it depends on. how much, you know, how much money. Yeah. yeah. Well, that's the next question. <laughs> yeah. But yeah. What price levels are we looking here? So, you know, let's say I want all positions, <laughs> you know, I want it, I want it fully blown out, tuned up, you know, um, well, like what am I looking at here? You know, you know, price is not an object kind of guy <laughs> that comes in there and say, I want the most, what's the most power we can get. And what would that cost? Dude, there's there are so many options available. I don't even think we have enough time tonight to go over it. But <laughs> you can do, you know, if you're just talking about the LS platform, there's Gen 3, Gen 4, and Gen 5 that refers to the different year ranges and the changes they made on them in there. Um, and sometimes, depending on the year of the vehicle and the emission standards where you live, you might be required to use a certain one. A lot of places that have emission standards, you have to use the same year or newer 
than the yeah. The we, don't we, like yeah. Just so you know, just so you know, Tim, we live in Florida. Florida has no standards. <laughs> <laughs> they, they got rid of emissions testing when they found out it didn't make any difference. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, the standards are real. Have you ever seen Florida on the news? <laughs> All your hair just blows out to sea anyways, right? <laughs> yeah, so, you know, I mean, I, I obviously I know there's lots of different options and prices and stuff like that. But just for someone watching this interested, I'm trying to see like, What's the real high end, you know, dream? And then maybe also give us something on a low end that someone could do, uh, you know, as like a entry level project, maybe in the middle kind of a deal, you know? Sure. You know, I think probably on an entry level. And once again, it, there, there's some variables involved there. Um, you'd probably be looking 20 to 25 grand for a full powertrain conversion um, mm -hmm. running out the door. Um, and, you know, if, if anybody saw that, uh, the Brownells build that we did, it's a, a 2000, what was it, 2010, I believe it was, a JK, JKU, they call them a four-door. We did a um, LS3 that was 500-horse LS3. We did a custom tune on it, of course, but a 6L80, that's a six-speed transmission. And then we built the transfer case for it. They call it a 241J. It's what would come in those Jeep JKs that are the non-Rubicon edition. Hmm. And... Uh, and then we did Terraflex heavy duty axles, some 60 series axles from Terraflex that are amazing. Um, they call Locker. it a high pinion, so that, yeah, the pin, yeah, lockers front and rear, absolutely, ARBs, um, as well as uh, a high pinion, both front and rear, so it gives you a lot better ground clearance. Yeah. Drive shafts are up higher, uh, less, less damage potential if you're climbing over rocks, you know. Um, full Terraflex suspension on it. I wasn't joking when I said we cut everything off of that frame. So it's all new brackets, uh, control arms, everything. And they call it a long arm kit. So the, those control arms are a lot longer and allows a lot more travel and flex out of those axles. You'd be amazed if you could see what that thing would flex out to. But uh, so, you know, something like that with all the doodads we did, um, if I remember right, that would probably run somebody closer to the $60,000 mark by the time you get that far into it. But the sky's the limit. I, yeah, I mean, that's pretty much approaching like monster truck. No, like, no, no, not, no, not really. No, um, no. It, could, it could be worse than that. Really? Uh, hey, I man, mean, you get to go for a ride in that on that convoy across America with the Brownells guys. I hope they let you in it because it is the smoothest thing. I was sitting in the passenger seat while we were data logging and Yeti was driving and uh, I just told him to mash it. So it'd go through all the gears and we could get some good data for the tuner, you know, and and we hit 111 miles an hour in no time. I put it on my Instagram account. And I had to back out of it because of traffic. And then all of a sudden a cop come the other direction. But uh, mm -hmm. there was a lot more to give. And it was we were both noticing how smooth it was. It wasn't rough riding. There wasn't a ton of vibration. It just it got up and went. Oh, awesome. Yeah, that's good. For those, you know, in uh, where, where's um, uh, Brownells is in uh, Iowa. Iowa, right? Yeah. Iowa. Yeah. Those those massive mountains in Iowa. <laughs> That they're gonna have to commute through to get to work every day. <laughs> Massive mountain. <laughs> uh, Amber, no, wait. Uh, yeah, I, I'm looking forward to it though. I'm looking forward to driving it. I don't know if they will let me drive it. You know, I might have to like swap keys or something like that with them. But I'm, I'm I'll be happy to do it. I'll never notice. <laughs> yeah. Could they, could they yeah. put a ten on top the R8? Actually, you know what? <laughs> I won't talk about any details or specifics. I know they don't want that out yet. But Yeti 
is doing, uh, he just finished customizing a whole bunch of stuff on the interior. Um, and they're going to continue doing a lot more when this is done to the body, the exterior. It's going to become the, well, we call it the ultimate adventure rig. <laughs> yeah, I heard it's going to be pretty badass, but I, I haven't seen anything yet. So I don't know. And you said, so you've got uh, the work that you guys did. That's all on uh, Instagram, right? Correct. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Um, uh, we, we definitely have to check that out. Okay. Where's Walter going? Walter's going to get, Walter's getting guns or something like that. All right. So that was, so I think we went from like uh, entry level all the way up. What, what's something, what's like the average build that people do out there? Um, it'll fall anywhere in the 20 to $30,000 range. You know, okay. there's just so many options available from size of engine and transmission and what you want done to it. We build the transmissions to different levels. Uh, well, level one, two, and three is what we call them. But the, the higher the horsepower, the more you need to strengthen the transmission, in other words. So there's a, a few different things like that where yeah. you can customize it as. Okay, Will Killer Keller, that's uh, Walter's son. He uh, he says, big turbo V8 street Comanche. <laughs> and um, yeah, and Richard Hughes says, uh, tall hair day, question mark. He's talking about me. It's haircut. <laughs> I got the, you know, got a, oh. I got the mohawk up there. That, that's one of my questions is, I mean, everybody thinks Jeep and they think Jeep Jeeps, but. I see in the background there's a old school. Uh, is that yeah. a is that a Wagoneer? Yeah, let's lock it. Let's lock it on Tim here for a sec. That's a mid fifties Willis pickup. Okay, and, like um, a wagon. Uh, I call them like a Wagoneer or whatever. Just not. Yeah, you can only see the grill. Um, yeah. That one's a whole frame off right there. It's getting a. Uh, I think it's a 2011 5.3 liter and six speed automatic and. So it's it, it's going to go from looks going to look old school, but it's going to be modern. Exactly. Right, all right, the creature right. comforts with, with uh, heat and air conditioning and cruise right. control, all of the off. So you guys, guess, do, you guys do all that, too, if somebody wants you to do it? We do. We absolutely do. Okay. Oh, okay. So, Hank, right there, that's a $60,000, $70,000 rig right there. Yeah, it looks it looks beautiful from what I could see. Like, I'm wishing right now that I could go in here and move around and <laughs> actually get a look at it because you're saying it's a pickup. Yeah, it's a pickup. I don't know if you can see the chassis and drivetrain below oh, it there. Yeah, look at that. That's a beautiful thing. So the the uh, frame has been completely sandblasted yeah. and painted, and and it's all. And now the suspension is being put back on, and we're just about ready to set the body on it. But we, we're doing some work to the underside. It's going to Texas, and so we want to make a little heat reflective barrier and some things like that under it. Once oh, again, okay. another vehicle. It's hard to find. It's not all rusted out. Yeah, what was that again? I'm gonna Google that right now, man. I want to see what that bad boy looks like. What was it? What vehicle was it again? Uh, let's put like a 1955 Willis pickup. Pickup. Or you, or you can type in Wagoneer, and you'll get that same front nose, but with a like a suburban type body on it. Probably, if you get Wagoneer, wouldn't you probably get those in the 70s? I'll bet the wood grain side panels, maybe. Well, the yeah, the Wagoneer brand, their name kept going, but they started back then. So. Oh, those yeah, those look sexy. Yeah. Good line, no, yeah. Line. yeah, they're cool. They're cool trucks. They originally came with straight fours or straight sixes. Yeah, yeah. So uh, I mean, I'm sure there's not a lot of those left out there. Oh, not in good shape. No, this one came out of Arizona, so it's pretty close to as rust free as you can get for the age. Yeah. Okay. From you Arizona. find them here. You find them here in Florida, and uh, you got to be careful, man. There's a lot of bondo buggies running around. So. Yeah. So what should we be looking at it for prices and stuff like that when we're getting into these things? You know, so like, let's say I wanted to find a project because I know that Jeeps tend to hold their value. 
So yes. if you're, you're looking for something that doesn't has low rust on it, chassis is good and everything, you know, what what kind of prices are, you know, acceptable? You know, I did hear it. And again, it varies a lot. Uh, geographically, some areas of the country get better pricing than those. The Southwest, of course, the desert Southwest that just doesn't have a lot of uh, corrosion problems commands a high price for some of these vehicles. Um, I know of one that was just picked up in Salt Lake City by a, a Jeep company here in town for $1,000. The what? couple that ha had it for 40 years, they were married and honeymooned in that truck. And they stabbed the original tires and rims in their basement that had not seen the light of day. Crazy. Oh, pick wow. Once again, though, it's just it's just running into the person, the right people. Yeah, it really yeah. is. Yeah, a thousand bucks is a deal that people don't see all the time. I can tell you. I, I, but I, I see that stuff not in Florida, but you see it on some Jeep boards on Facebook, and, and with the flat fender Jeeps, and you see these people find these barn finds and stuff, and a lot of them are not that bad, and they pay eight hundred thousand bucks for them. Oh, really? Uh, okay. Yeah. Wow. Okay. I mean, it, it needs to be complete, completely gone through. But a lot of times you get a complete vehicle that hasn't been messed with. You know, it doesn't have a a 455 in it or something or, or, or dog boxes welded on the back and, you know, all that kind of stuff. So, um, yeah, or, or I, I've seen them where the frames are twisted and crooked and from, from tugging right. on things and, you know, and, mm -hmm. uh, boat gas tanks, you know, for the, Oh, it's in good shape. There's no rust. And there's a, there's a Marine, uh, Evernood gas tank in the back. You know? <laughs> no, I didn't. <laughs> So what's your dream project, uh, Walter? That's what I'd like to know. What 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 are we doing for the uh, the oh, safety I, harbor build here? What are you thinking? Uh, I don't know. It varies so much. Of course, you know, I have a Humvee, too. That doesn't rate, but it doesn't fall in the same category. But, yeah. um, um, yeah, I, uh, I, Novak, I, Novak is not doing Humvees no, yet. I, I know. I know that. That's, that's a whole other realm. Um, yeah. But I do like what's up on the rack back there. I've always been kind of on the lookout for a decent um, um, truck with that style body. This is hard to find here. Um, a seven fifteen would be nice. The military um, um, jeep pickup. It looks like they call it the Commando. Um, oh, okay. Even uh, a, even a civilian one of those that has um, been gone through and you know turned into a, a serious uh, um, you know seriously strengthened mechanically um, would be cool. Yeah. 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 Brian Quick says bring back the Jeep Scrambler. Absolutely. <laughs> well, like, yeah. the scramble was just a long wheelbase Jeep, right? Yeah, it's just a long wheelbase Jeep. And that's what they've basically done. Yeah. They just brought back a long wheelbase and throw some extra doors on it. So so you can well, throw the four door pickup in the near future. Uh, yeah. I mean, and the Commando, which I said, the 715, that's on the, that's a hot item too. People, after they've seen it, they go, oh, I like that. That looks tough. You know? And yeah. So, um, that's the thing we saw at, uh, shot, we saw at that at the SEMA show as yeah. well. Yeah. Yeah, I, yeah, years ago I said they should do exactly what they're doing. They're coming up with is a Jeep, basically Jeep pickup, with a Jeep front end and the doors, and then a, a pickup body in the back. And yeah. that's on the I've seen I've seen they've got they've got a prototypes of that running around too. Yeah, I mean there's been kits out of those for a long time, right? Yeah, really, yeah you can yeah. build stuff. Yeah, yeah, you, I mean, there's kits that you can build out of them. Um, there's lots of different ways that you can go. We saw that. What was the name of the thing that we, we saw this, um, is like a hybrid of a Jeep, um, and a, um, what is it? A, a, like a Cherokee, like the old Cherokees or something like that. Remember? Uh, well, there's the a guy, one it had the front of a Jeep and then yeah, the yeah. back part of it was like a Cherokee. Remember? Do you remember that? Yeah. They had the body that was next to the guys that had the, uh, the retractable top. 
They had one of those yeah. on one of their trucks. But they have the uh, it's a yeah, it's a Cherokee with a Jeep nose or, or vice versa. I can't remember which one it, it was. Is this the green one that they put the Cherokee front clip on on the four door JK body? I think so. Could be, yeah. 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 I don't want to make any enemies, but when I saw that, I thought, what? Why? <laughs> yeah. Craftsmanship. The ability and the craftsmanship was amazing, but I don't understand why. <laughs> because because someone got bored and like, hey, well, not, let's do yeah, that. that's like that's like putting a Hemi in a Prius body. Okay, why'd they do that? It's an eye catcher. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Marketing. Marketing. Or that or that what not the Hemi, but whatever engine that was, Hank will tell you. Um no, it was the Hellcat engine. Hellcat engine and a Prius. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, a guy put a Hellcat engine in a Prius. Uh <laughs> but hey, you know what? He got on Jay Leno. So that car got a lot of attention. So yeah, he got that on Jay Leno. So I see the Tyvin show said Walter. He said, I told Walter I'll cut down his five ton and make a rat rot uh, rat rod out oh, of it. And, and, uh, yeah. Yeah. No, and Rich Richard no. Hughes says he has he got spy video of the uh, pickup, the uh, new pickup truck that's coming up driving through Detroit. I saw the other day in this area. I can't remember where I was. I was driving and there was a Jeep pickup. It was a gold color thing. And I'd never se- I'd never seen one before. It might have been a custom job, but it looked sharp. You know, it really yeah. did. Um, so let's see. GSE Yank 100 says I just sold my 77 CJ5. With a 258 straight six, not too long ago. Always been in Cali, so it wasn't in bad shape. I regret it every day. Yep, I get it. I get it, dude. I my first car, my dad set me up with a 57 Chevy. That we, I mean, when he brought it home, it had no drivetrain. He had to bolt wheels on it. Had no interior. In fact, he sat on a milk crate upside down. <laughs> his vice grips where the steering wheel would go just to get it home, and then using the emergency brake to slow it down. Oh, so, oh he's a real man. <laughs> yeah, I learned to build stuff out of that. You know, we don't put new master cylinders on. We learn to rebuild them. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah, definitely. Yeah, oh, yeah do you really need it to have all that stuff in it if you're going to throw new stuff in there? I think you just need it to be straight and rust-free, right? Right. Just got it anyways. Yeah. I mean, you know, you're going to put new uh, everything. New everything. <laughs> you're going to put new that. suspension, huh? Yeah. Well, I've always joked about that with Jeep, you know, that – that. Uh, they're marketed as the world's best off-road vehicle, but yet, in order to make it so, you have to change the <laughs> the transfer case, the axles, the suspension. Yeah, so what do you think? I mean, how come Jeep doesn't make a Bones version or, like, a stripped-out version or a kit that people can just buy uh, this thing and then because they're going to do all hang, this stuff? Hang. you heard a lawyer, right? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> you heard the lawyer, right? Yeah. That's why you don't get stuff like that because of lawsuits. Yeah, someone might do it though. I mean, you can get you can get uh, you can get body panels. Yeah, Mahindra, Mahindra in India. Yeah. <laughs> well, no, can, for the Ford. Remember, we were talking about it the other day for the Ford uh, for the Mustang. Yeah, but that's just yeah. a that's just a strip body. I mean, you know. Yeah, yeah. So why can't we just get a strip body for the Jeep, man? Well, talk to the Italians, see what they say. Yeah. No. Well, they yeah. They won't listen to reason. <laughs> you got your hot. You, yeah, yeah. Look what they've done to the front end on these things. Yeah, they look like Fiat's now. Uh, yeah. <laughs> that the what? You don't like the new the uh, 2019 front end? Yeah. Wait. I, wait a minute. I got Fiat's. Don't talk bad about Fiat. Keep the two separate. You know, <laughs> far apart. <laughs> far apart. Far apart. Far apart. Um, I know that that uh, that little what's what do they call the um, 
There's one that's basically a Mazda. It's a Mazda. Um, oh, the, the the new Fiat. Yeah, it's a little the, Mazda. The spider, the one twenty four, one twenty eight. Yeah, 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 yeah. 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 It's, it's, basically, it's basically just a little Mazda Miata. Come on. Pretty much, yeah. Yeah, you know, you know like use some imagination for crying out. Welcome, loud. welcome to the global economy, right? You know. Yeah. Yeah. Um, you think you could talk sense into dudes who say that in five years they're going all electric? Yeah. Good luck. Yeah. 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 Some of us just like the sound of a V8, you know? Um, yeah. Uh, yeah. That, I was thinking about that. I was thinking about that whole electric thing in the car, the, the car thing. And I'm riding around in the Fiat, the 500. Or even there's ones you can get a lot better gas mileage than that. And why would I want to go have something I got to plug in and charge when I can get? In a diesel, a little diesel car, you can get 30, 40, 50 miles per gallon. Why? Because yeah, you, wa- you want to save the planet, Walter. I want to use the planet like a Trojan and have a good time. <laughs> Come on, man. <laughs> but you know what's funny? You know what's funny about the planet, all this? The, planet, the planet's like, it don't care. Yeah, but when do you ever see someone in a Prius out in the wild? You don't. Right. Think about that. You don't. We, but well, still, I mean, that's that's their choice. You know. Yeah, but the Jeep guys actually go out there and do stuff. Well, some do. Um, yeah. You know, I hate to stay. From what I hear. <laughs> oh yeah, there we go. I know that was coming out. I was gonna say, and then the Toyota people. You know, the uh-huh. the guys, the guys with the Forerunners and the Tacomas and the Tundras have to go pull them out when they. And get then stuck. I can just come out with my pins and I don't need. I can't. I don't need anything. <laughs> um, I do. I I also have a Forerunner, by the way, Tim. I don't know yes. if I told you. You yeah, know what? Well, are cool in my book. And I can't believe how many people lately, believe it or not, over the last year, I'm shocked how many people have asked us to start doing an LS conversion for Tundras. Really? Oh, my God. You know what? You should. <laughs> that would be so badass. Do they do they make a V8 in a in a Tundra? Or no? They used to. Well, the new Tundras, yeah, from what, 2006 or seven on, they make that 5.7 liter and they got a couple derivatives, but... It, it's still it's, it's still a half ton truck and it's not that powerful but but you know the Tacomas um, th- those are really kind of underpowered by the time you put big tires on them I know there's a diehard crowd out there and a following for them but the truth is they don't have V8 power so okay so the Tundra the V8 in the Tundra is what like a 5.3 or something like that huh 5.7 yeah oh okay okay yeah, well, it's not so much the size of the engine is how it's tuned and the cams and all that stuff. So, mm-hmm. you know, because yeah. you know what you can get out of a little V6 if it's if it's running right, it can. Yeah, it can, it can well, make it. Be, yeah, you talk yeah, to I, guys that have these tundras that tow their boats and their mileage drops down to like six miles a gallon. They might as well have a big block at that point. Right, right, don't. right, 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 and get tw- and get twelve. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, and still yeah. go up the hill. Okay. Right, right, right. Yeah, okay. I think. Um, I think that uh, when you go to a SEMA show, for example, we were talking about how many Jeeps you see. I think Jeep is number one in the vehicle you see the most of. And then after that, I think you see a lot of uh, Tundras. Yeah. You see a lot of Tacomas. And then you see a lot of Forerunners. So wait, the Forerunner doesn't, you don't get a V8 anymore in a Forerunner, right? I think, because I don't think you do. I don't think you get a V8 anymore in a Forerunner. Huh? I think it's that 3.4 liter, isn't it, that they do in those, in the uh, the Forerunners? Um, not, not a powerhouse. Yeah, yeah. I don't think. Yeah, you. I. I know that Tundras probably go up to a V8, um, and then Tacoma doesn't. 
I don't know. I never had a Tacoma. My the the never, Forerunner is my first uh, foray into it, and I think it's cool. You know, yeah, it's got it's got some cool stuff. Very well built. Yeah, I wanted to get I wanted to get a um, a Jeep, but it just wasn't enough room. Like when I got in the back seat, you know, in the four door. When I got in the back seat with like, so if I got in the front seat and pushed it back to where I want it to be, and then I did the sitting behind myself thing, there was no room back there. But I think the new one has more room, right? I believe so. Yeah. Yeah. So, you know, and then I was looking at like uh, I had this streak where I was like, OK, I'm getting all into overlanding now. <laughs> so no one mentioned that to Lola because she's like, where's the overlanding? When is the <laughs> overlanding happening? <laughs> when are we going overlanding? I got a tent. I got a rooftop tent. I have a tapui. <sighs> Nice. Uh, yeah, it's a good tent. It's a great tent. We've used it. I actually slept out in the wild once. Okay. Well, okay. I was in the backyard of Iraq veteran, but that was pretty wild. <laughs> the problem is in Florida, there are really not any places to go that are, I would call, after being out West and seeing out West, it's like, there's a lot of cool places out West here. Uh, it all looks the same after a while. The woods are the same. The, in Florida, I would only want a rooftop tent because there seems like there's gators everywhere from what I hear on the news. Oh, nah. <laughs> Forget about the gators. You got to worry about the – it's like the spiders, the um, – uh, Yeah, pussies. You know, the, wild <laughs> the damn mosquitoes. Oh, mosquitoes. Such a threat. Yes. Yeah, those, those gnats and all that kind of stuff that eat you gators. alive here. Yeah. Forget about the gators. The ga- that's just good eating. <laughs> all my times all my times camping with the boy scouts um never had any well in the gators no um yeah so yeah i mean the, gators go. gators are kind of random in florida man you gotta, they, I, the, you gotta be near the water or, in, or very close to water to have any problem with gators yeah yeah but i think i saw in uh in palm beach or west palm beach uh, like last week or something, there was a gator that just, there was this woman, I think, walking her dog around a lake or something. Gator just came out yeah. and well, but, got her. It didn't get the dog. It right. got her. Well, her dog, can, dog can run faster. That's why. Yeah. <laughs> um, but the, um, but the, once again, that's in, that's in like a lake or a golf course or, or a retention pond or something. So that's, that's where they hang out, you know? That's, well, you know, us out West, that's all we see on the news. So it seems like there's gators <laughs> everywhere. <laughs> they don't yeah, tell us about right. stuff that just doesn't happen. It's yeah, so, that's yeah. just like sharks. It's like sharks, you know? Yeah. Well, they're out there. They're always out there, you know? Yeah. So what do you have in Utah? What is the Utah version of a shark or a gator? What do you guys have? Bears and stuff, right? Bear and mountain lions. Mountain yeah, mountain lions. Some bears too, right? Some bears. Yeah, I took my family a few weeks ago up to the Grand Teton National Park in Wyoming. By the way, if you've never been there, you must go there. Most beautiful country on earth, I tell you. But we did a little hike. We went around, it was, you know, several miles around a lake, back into some beautiful falls and everything. And of course, I was carrying, and I made sure my wife and daughter had bear spray. But uh, I laughed every time somebody walked by us, and they had their their uh, bells on their feet, like the, the Forest Service does. You have bells on, so the bear noise. <laughs> it's like a court jester. <laughs> a bell. <It's> like, <laughs> I never heard of that before. Oh yeah, you know you're supposed to talk and, and make noise, yeah, your country and make sure you're you're heard. But bells to me, I'm like that's just a dinner bell. <laughs> <laughs> that just tells the bear how slow you're walking, right? As long as I can outrun the guy with a dinner bell, I'm safe. <laughs> yeah, I hope your Glock is like the 10 millimeter variety. No, unfortunately, it's nine. <laughs> yeah, 
No, yeah. actually, I know some guys. Um, who was it? That's going, oh, you know what? The uh, Fort Scott guys told me I have to see this footage because they say they have footage taking down a bear with a 380. What? Oh, shoot oh, it. What? <laughs> yeah, I, I I have not seen it yet, but they told me they have this footage that they were hunting a couple weeks ago and they took out a bear with a 380. It's obviously not a grizzly bear, but probably a black bear and a small one at that. <laughs> yeah, 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 I need to see. I need to see it. <laughs> I do I'm see. It. I'm gonna get. Have to get that spine shot or something to take a bear out with. Yeah, or maybe they hit him right in the eyes or something. I don't, like that. Yeah, I don't know. Yeah, you know, I don't know, but it's probably black bear or something like that. But I mean, you know what? You could do it. It's a, if it was defensive, I could yeah. see it. Well, black bear have a weak constitution. You know, it'll take one archery hunters. It'll take one arrow to put down a black bear's off. It's placed good. Oh, okay, cool. Grizzly is a whole different story. Okay. So, you know what? Let's uh, let's switch over a little bit. We're going to come back and talk about this. Uh, Folks in the chat can let us know if they've got any questions for Novak conversions. If you're just joining us right now, um, July 23rd, the. convoy across america that we're doing with brownells we've got several stops it's starting july 16th uh not this monday the following monday here in florida and leesburg at the aries firearms training range and then we're going to go all the way out to la one of those stops july 23rd is novak conversions in uh, logan utah that's why we have tim here from uh from novak so um you know, we're going we're gonna to talk, obviously, we're going to talk to Tim in the next hour as well. But I figured maybe we switch into some gun stuff, you know, uh, hit up some news. You are a gun guy, right, Tim? Yeah. Yep. Okay. Um, huh? Jeeps and guns, they go hand in hand. Hells yeah. Hells yeah, man. Hell yeah. So what kind of stuff, what kind of stuff are you into? What do you have? Uh, what, you know, what kind of guns are you uh, considering out there? What kind of, you know? You know, I've just the last couple of years started getting into handguns and learning more about them. Um, I've been a big game hunter most of my life. I love hunting uh, elk and deer. So seven millimeter mag, 300 mag. I've got a 300 mag. Incidentally, I traded a set of crappy rims and tires a couple of years ago for a stainless steel barrel composite stock, 300 mag. <laughs> cool. Nice. <laughs> I was in the right place at the right time, but... Yeah, nothing, there's nothing wrong with that. Nothing wrong with that. Uh-huh. Black powder hunt. I love the black powder hunt. Uh, the, the primitive weapons just add a whole different uh, level of complexity to it. You really have to know what you're doing, and it's just fun. Yep, yep. Get out there when there's less people hunting, too. Yeah, very yep. cool. I've, I've actually never been hunting. I do want to go hunting. Uh, Walter, we got to do some hunting. Now, here, here's – I don't know if you have one of these. Check that out, Tim. <laughs> what? What? This is what you need you need to get you one of these. This is actually an ATI mini right here. Hold on, let me lock it on me. There, okay. Walter's got one. Walter has the. Where's your AK one, Walter? I can only. Yeah, right up here. Hang on a second. Yeah. There we go. There oh, we go. No. That looks like something from Men in Black. That's probably a lot more dangerous than it really is. <laughs> so now these are so these are these are replicas, but you know you can, for example, take out the magazine right there. Yeah. So you've got the little. Uh, you can see the 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 rounds in there, the two two three in there. You could uh, take off the suppressor, you know, <laughs> lots of good things. It's you know you can move the stock and all of that kind of stuff. You can adjust, you can adjust the optics, the sights on it, all that, you know. So oh, cool. this, yeah, these are from um, ATI that sponsors the channel, ATI Outdoors, and this is the ATI Mini. There's an AR-15 right now, and the AK that Walter was showing, which I have somewhere around here. I have to find it. It's packed up in the boxes. 
Mm-hmm. Uh, a, a nice little thing. Like it comes in, in pieces and you can actually build up your gun. Yeah, so, cool. yeah, yeah, you know, doesn't, you know, it's, it's completely California safe except for <laughs> snowflakes. It's not snowflake safe. If it's scary or shadow, it's not safe. Right? Yeah. <laughs> but it's a, it's a nice little thing to have, you know, have on your desk and stuff like that. So um, I, Brian Quick wants to know, what does Tim consider the best uh, from factory off-road vehicle? Jeep, 4Runner, Land Cruiser, etc. Yeah, I mean. Without any bias or Jeep. What, yeah, no bias. No. <laughs> if you had to buy something and take it on. Well, you know. I come from the full size world too. I mean, I started out in the hot rod market and uh, I built that 57 Chevy and I grew up in car shows in California as a kid. And uh, that's what my dad was into. But, uh, you know, for a brand new uh, factory vehicle, I, I got to go with like a Rubicon. There's certain downfalls to the Rubicons. You know, they're the ones that come from the factory from Jeep with front and rear lockers already and that type of thing. But for somebody that's going to put big tires on it and really work it, it still needs to have upgrades done. Okay. <laughs> but I so, think, right. Go ahead. You know, in my opinion, out of, out of those options, anything that's out there really right now, that's, that's probably the most capable rig. The new JL uh, Rubicon is extremely capable right out of the package. Okay. So if you, if it was a zombie apocalypse <laughs> and you had all these dealerships in front of you and you had to grab one of those, to like drive off into the the wilderness or whatever, you would choose the Jeep Rubicon, right? Yeah, seriously, no bias, uh, no bias at all. I, I just know that that's that's about the most capable rig in a factory application. Okay, okay. What do you think about that, Walter? Um, I don't know too much about the Rubicon, but I had a question related to the new vehicles versus new versus old. All everything's electronic now. You push the button and it locks in the thing, and it does this. And I'm kind of old school where you pull the lever and you know it went in. Same here. Um, and if and if it don't go in when you push that button, it's like, well, what the just happened? <laughs> is the button bad? It did, or, or you think it's locked in and then you get stuck because it's not locked in. Um, yeah. So I mean that's so can and I know everything now new is all push the button and there's no levers, there's no there's very not all of it like in the forerunner it, in the forerunner it's actual manual stuff that you put up there but the forerunner is kind of old right uh, they're made they're still made in japan and i don't think they've changed anything on a forerunner in the last well eight nine maybe ten years when i say it levers i mean locking the transfer case going high and low you know yeah. doing all yeah, that that's stuff. what i'm talking about yeah uh, now, jeep has stayed with that though jeep has stayed with a cable shifter okay Right. It has some flaws, and we're going to design a better one to overcome the flaws that they have. But uh, we make some really good cable shifters, by the way, the best ones on the planet. Um, other companies kind of reverse engineer them and try and come up with a, a better one, but they don't even do them as good. But we've got a cable shifter that we sell for XJs, TJs, LJs, and, uh, man, that thing is just smooth as butter, and it always, always, always works. They're flawless. Yeah, because it doesn't do any good to have this cool-ass yeah. gear train and then – you go to hit the button and it don't do anything. <laughs> <laughs> no, that's true. I think I prefer something that's going to clunk into place. Right, right. Like get out, lock the hubs like you used to do in the old days. Oh, no, I don't want to do that. I don't want to do that. Well, I mean, I've seen I've seen so many people that say, oh, my hubs are locked and they go, Poof, they're stuck. It's like, yeah. well, did you check and check your locks or hubs? Are, hubs are locked. You know, it's like, you know, when you get out and you hear those things clicking the things, you know you're good to go. So, I don't know. <laughs> 
Yeah. yeah, I like so you like something that you have to get out there and uh, right, right. I don't, but then again, you know, I, and I, it's simple. A lot of that stuff is really simple too. If it breaks, oh, okay, yeah. it's easier to diagnose and it's easier to fix. I'll be honest with you. I, you know, you can tell by the color of my beard. I'm not. I'm not really young. <laughs> I'm used to <laughs> lock in the hubs and pull the transfer case lever back. I know right. it works. Right. Yeah. Um, yeah. Yeah. Okay. Cool. Okay. I don't know if there's any. Um, uh, let's see. Andrew Slagle says Super Duty Ford manual locking hubs and floor four by four lever. Just remember that Super Duty truck is a heavy pig, really heavy. Extremely. And if you get out, you get out, and it's really muddy and and deep. The key is be able to go over the top of it, not go, yeah, under it. You know, so <laughs> you better have yeah. good tires and lockers front and back on your Super Duty, or you're going to be stuck. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And then the problem with that is big truck stuck takes big truck to pull it out mm -hmm. bigger <laughs> right you won't pull that super duty out with a little dinky jeep it won't happen i don't it won't happen it just no. won't do oh it. you need so, multiple multiple vehicles right yeah 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 next thing you know we got we got straps going through windshields and all this stuff so yeah <laughs> yeah don't get stuck entertaining right. but not a good not a good scenario no yeah. no it's good uh, instagram video though yeah, yeah you gotta, if you survive yeah yeah, yeah. <laughs> Um, when I was looking at that video, I, I don't think, did they show video? I know there was like some pictures of, of Yeti's uh, truck, Yeti and Yolo getting stuck in there. And I was like, well, yeah, okay. Because I think it was like quicksand or something, you know, when <laughs> they got, got out. He said they extricated themselves from everything really easily. Oh, okay. All right, cool. Let's go to some, let's hit, hit, hit up some uh, news and things like that. There's a couple things going on in the news here um, that maybe we would like to talk about. Um, did you guys see the uh, the video of the woman who climbed the Statue of Liberty? Did you see uh, that? No, I didn't see the video, but I saw of it. Yeah. Yeah. All I got to yeah. say is mental illness is rampant. All yeah. I got to say, she's not here legally anyway. So, yeah, I guess this was this was like a protest against um, ICE, ICE, I guess. Yeah. Well, introduce her to ICE and then show her the door. It's easy. <laughs> yeah. And so I'm looking I'm I'm even looking in this um I'm looking in this in this news conference or whatever she did. She's got a shirt on that says white supremacy is terrorism. Oh yeah, yeah. Well <laughs> obviously she doesn't know what a what terrorism is. So throw yeah. her throw her in there with the ISIS fellas and see what they'll show what terrorism is. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So that was pretty silly. I don't think she made it that far. I think she got up to like the base, which is, you know, it's relatively, I guess that's something. She didn't climb all the way up the Statue of Liberty. No, but she's she, not going to do that. No. Yeah, she shut it down for a whole bunch of people that were trying to get there. You know, all my time growing up in New York City, I never went to the Statue of Liberty. No kidding. Really? No, no I never first, did. That's one of the first things we did. Yeah, that, well, I, that's for people, I guess, from, you know, that's for the tourists, Walter. It's like a, that's it's a for Americans. Thing. It's a tourist thing. One day when I, one day when I go back there as a tourist, I will. Now go we could go up in it because of those stupid, um, Arab people. Yeah. But um, uh huh. <laughs> tourists, tourists, the tourists. Yes, the shoe bombers yeah. and such. Yes. Yeah. Um, I mean, I saw it every day. I saw it every day, man. Lots of places you could just look out. Uh, you know, well, well not lots of places. Yeah, it's certain hard. places you could just look out your window and you see it. You know. Yeah. It's, but, it's, uh, you should go see it. It's interesting. Yeah. Well, go to Ellis Island. Go see Ellis Island and just walk around and then just get the feeling of having to go through Ellis Island. Yeah. No, that's cool. Yeah, I would totally you know, I, I mean, would uh I would totally do it. But I think that that whole thing with 
there's there's people there's immigration did not stop in America. Okay, there's not uh, immigration encampments where they are just grabbing up every single immigrant and throwing them into prison. They're not separating everyone from their children. You know, there's certain things that are going on. There's people that are illegally crossing the border by choice with their children and then they're getting arrested. You know, you have to ask yourself, do you want your children to go to the same prison as you? (laughs) You get caught. You get caught selling crack. You're not going to your kids are not coming to prison with you. Yeah, right. there's there, there's inherent dangers to ch- with with your children going to the same prison as you. And if you think that because they have their children, they should not get arrested, you know, I mean, well, I, I arrest like, them all and just yeah. W- what do you have laws in place for? And I'm and I'm an immigrant to America. I just don't. I'm not, you know, I'm not really sure what these guys. Are. This is how it goes down. And if you look, you know, if you look at situations, not even prison situations, uh, in um, in Katrina, for example, people went into uh, what was that dome in, oh, in Katrina? In the, in the Superdome. Yeah, people went to the Superdome and stuff like that with their kids. That wasn't a good idea. That was a cluster. <laughs> yeah, there's lots of bad things that happen there. So at least your children are in a controlled situation. You know, if you made the choice to get into this situation with your children, I get it. There's some difficulties that come along with that. I don't see why people are getting all batshit crazy. Well, you know, because. and then the fact that she's here legally shows you that America is not trying to stop anyone from coming in. They're just trying to be careful, well, you know, with, with certain just, parties she, that are coming just, in. She just sunk her own ship because once you get a criminal thing, you can't come in. Not yeah. you're supposed to. Once you get a record like that, you're boom. See ya. Bye bye. Um, what is it? Yeah. What are these people are sending their kids up here without them. Who would send their kids all the way across Mexico and Central America without being with them, though? Uh, yeah. yeah. I'm a little more than that of my kids. Try yeah. that. Try that in New Mexico. Push your kids into Mexico and see how long that how that works. Push your kids into Guatemala by themselves and see how long that works. Yeah, try to yeah. go across the border illegally into Mexico and see whether or not you get separated. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you know, I think that people I think people aren't looking at this stuff rationally. They look at it like, oh, the kids, the poor yeah. children. I, I think people I think the news media just has everyone all crazy and up in harm. Anti-Trump. Anti-Trump. This stuff has been going on for a long time. Happened. Ha- it's happening under Trump. Happened under Obama. Happened uh-huh. under you know um, uh, Bush. Uh, you know it happened that's under why, Clinton. That's why, that's why it needs to stop. You know uh, this stuff always happens. You you there's lots of situations here. If you as a family commit a crime, Americans as a family they commit a crime. People getting separated. Yeah, absolutely. You know? That's life. So, yeah, that's the way that it goes down. I think we're just blowing all of this out of proportion. I'm not like a hundred percent. You know, pe- people know me here. If I if if I think Trump's doing something wrong, I'll talk about it. I'm not dogmatic to any president or whatever. Don't enforcing the law, my friend. Yeah, but yeah, a lot of this stuff is just like I think silly, and then that's leading to people trying to take out their frustrations, right? On other people. So here's something I saw that's kind of like picking up steam right now. Texas teenager attacked on video for wearing Make America Great Again hat. Did you guys see that? I saw that. Yeah, that that asshole needs to get. That's disgusting. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) So this guy's clearly a bully. If you look at this video, it's clearly like a grown ass man. 
He's got a beard. I don't picking know why on he's a, picking be- on a 14 year old. Yeah, he's got one of those tactical beards or whatever. He's trying to be a badass for some reason. And so what do badasses do? They pick on children. Apparently, <laughs> you know, and uh, then he throws a he takes the hat from this kid, which is theft. You know, then he Actually, throws a drink in his face, which is that's probably it's battery. Yeah. You know, and why? Because the kid is wearing a Make America Great hat. What, what's wrong with There's that? There's a lot of people that have serious um, issues, issues like cuckoo issues, cuckoo, cuckoo. Um, and we're seeing them all now. Um, you know, I couldn't agree more. My wife's a mental health th- therapist, and uh, I've, I've since become a little bit more in tune with that, that arena. And I have a lot more sensitivity to the people that are dealing with mental health. But, man, when it's a violent nature like that, no, no, I don't have any problem separating them with their family. <laughs> yeah, this, uh, nope. this guy's going to be caught. I don't know if he is yet. I, I think he's already been caught, actually. He has? Okay, yeah. This guy needs to get serious charges pressed on him. This is, look, if you, let me think of some people. There's, I mean, I don't have any problem with people being Muslim, by the way. So if there's someone out there in a hijab or something, am I going to go attack them because of something someone else did? <laughs> You know, if I see someone that's uh, got an anti-gun hat on, let's say, you know, (laughs) am I going to go attack them? Yeah. I mean, come on, people. You know, if you see someone that's out there with a pro-abortion hat, you know, or whatever it is, are you if you see someone out there that does not agree with you and and they have the right to to uh, voice that opinion, whether it's from their mouth or on a T-shirt or a sign or whatever it is. And they're out there. Are we now? Is it okay now to go out there and abuse that person? You might get shot. Yeah, I don't. But you might get shot in Florida. Yeah, (laughs) you might. That that could happen, but it's not a good idea to go out and do that. These, you know, don't get in somebody's face and then start, you know, acting like you're a badass. You might get shot. Yeah, it's funny when people who say that they believe in freedom and this thing and that thing go out there and start bullying and and beating up on a kid because he's wearing a hat. Well disgusting yeah Yeah. all right you want to talk something on the lighter side now um sure want to talk about what comes around goes around yes a gang of rhino poachers mauled to death by a prod of lions after taking breaking into a game (laughs) reserve (laughs) all they found they found found their rifles and their boots oh man they don't know how many were actually there because there wasn't much left they mm-hmm. found high-powered rifle with silencer, wire cutters, an axe, and three pairs of shoes. Oh, so these lions just tore them. The lions out. ate them. The n- yeah, yeah. People barbecue. So the lions basically saw like, oh, these guys are over there po- poaching that thing. We'll let them do that. The and only when they're part, not looking, we'll sneak up on them. <laughs> the only part of body we found was one skull and a bit of pelvis. Mm. Wow. Every yeah. everyone everything else was completely gone. You know what? As a as a hunter myself, um, I always go by the rules, man. I have passed on animals so many times because <laughs> something in the rules dictated that I couldn't do that ethically. And kudos to these lions for killing them, bastard. <laughs> I, I I'm not against hunting and I'm not against trophy hunting and stuff, but I am against poaching. So Absolutely. you know, because normally when it's done legally, the locals benefit from all that activity. Um, even even yeah. the stuff that if I go trophy hunting, I shoot a Cape Buffalo and I just want this, the head, the locals eat the thing. It yeah, I mean, if that's if that's allowed, it's allowed. Yeah, right, right, yeah. right. It's all paid for, there's permits. Yeah. But when people go poaching, especially rhinos, I can't see why anybody want to kill a rhino. 
Yeah, but I think oh, if, now if they get for the horns, but you know, for the right, stupid yeah. Chinese that paid money for the horns. Yeah, there's but, magical uh, properties yeah, and things yeah, like yeah, that yeah, that people. It appears to me that those hunters may not be the best hunters or were <laughs> the best hunters because they had guns. <laughs> <laughs> I guess yeah. I guess the lions got the best of them, huh? Yeah. <laughs> when they they, salmon, sir. Yeah, when <laughs> you see a lion running you down. <laughs> Have you seen you know, you've seen some of the videos where a lion hunting goes kind of wonky and it almost gets the guys as they're shooting them? You know, yeah. it's like they're tough critters, man. You know, it's yeah. Um, the things out there in the world can hunt you back. If you <laughs> I, now I'm not a hunter. I've never uh, I've never gone hunting or anything like that. But I think that you have to realize that's part of the game. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I when always, the game starts hunting you, that's well, part of it. That's called life. That can that's, go a, down. That's, that's a fair hunt then, you know, when they can, yeah. they can you get can't you. You can't go, wait, 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 wait. Time, time out, time, time out. out. <laughs> I got to reload. Time out. Hang on. Yeah. Take backsies. <laughs> that's how it goes, man. You have, that's part of the whole thing, right? Uh, you're, you're a hunter, Tim. Yeah. Have I found, you ever been in that position? You ever been charged? You by, know, like what you're hunting? Um, I've known guys that have been, and I'll tell you what, I, I, I can only hope that I would react the right way in that circumstance to survive it. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Uh, what about you, Walter? You haven't been charged I've, by something? I've never been charged, but when we went hog hunting, you know, you're right in next to the hog and he's squealing and fighting and everything else. And yeah, you get mm-hmm. it. Yeah. So, mm-hmm. yeah, they want to get you when you're trying to get them. So it's it's part yeah. of the game. It's part yeah. of the right, you know. Um, you know, and you, you got to... <laughs> You find out how much animals in you when when you yeah. got to fight with the animal. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. You know, it's like live by the sword, but die by the sword. You know? <laughs> right. Die by the tusk or get cut yeah. up by a tusk. Yeah. Yeah. If you're a hunter, I think there's probably something. <laughs> don't get mad at me, but I think if you're a hunter, there's probably something you know awesome in you being um, attacked by a lion and eaten down to your pelvis. Oh, no, I don't. That's what you want on your tombstone. (laughs) (laughs) I think I got what it deserved. (laughs) You know, here lies Hank Strange eaten by a lion. Here lies, here's what I like with the lion dumped out after Hank Strange. Yeah. If you go into this grave, you're only going to find a pelvis, dude. Hey, what's this curly looking turd coming out, man? (laughs) Just a skull with a mohawk. (laughs) Yeah. <laughs> yeah, you know, that's all part of it, man. That's I think that's look, if you remember like right now we do it uh people hunt and they hunt for different reasons and right. um but back in the, you know, back in the like, you know, prehistoric times or however far back you want to go, it was uh you yeah, know, it was man versus wild. Yeah, that right, thing right. might eat you. Right, right. Of course. Yeah, you got spears and all that stuff. Yeah. You see these guys that that archery hunt grizzly Oh, yeah. That's hardcore. Um, I knew a guy one time that did that, and he told me that this grizzly bear charged him, and he had to go climb up a tree, and then it was trying to come up the tree. (laughs) And he didn't, uh, he says he usually has a gun on him, but he didn't bring a gun. So I think when it charged him, he dropped the, he dropped the uh, bow and then he, um, and so he went up the tree and this thing's trying to like climb up the tree after him and he had to stay up in that tree for a long time. Oh (laughs) You know, and he was like, yeah, man, I usually bring something with me, but he didn't bring it. Hey, that's what makes it fun. Yeah. Okay. Here's another story from Fox News. This is kind of, this is a Trump story. Just listen. The U.S. Navy, no sign of ira- Iranian harassment of American warships in 2018. No. <laughs> I wonder why. I wonder why. 
Are you saying the Iranians don't want it with us? No, I don't think they want to get it on with us. I, I think <laughs> I think if they try to play that game like they did with Obama, I think we'll have some um, sunken Iranian warships. Um, yeah. I think the thing that's happening, uh, and I've talked about it before, and I was actually watching an episode of Joe Rogan, and they were talking about it. And Joe Rogan's not a fan of Trump. But he said Trump is so crazy that people don't want to mess with him. <laughs> it's not crazy. Yeah. It's not, it's not crazy. He just doesn't take anybody's shit. Yeah, but sometimes you got to be crazy, Walter. I grew up in New York City. You know how you get out I of know, I heard this. Yeah, yeah. But I mean, if, if, you, if I call you, you a son of a bitch, if I call you a son of a bitch and you, and you cower down, he don't do that shit. You call him a name, he's going to say, you, he's going to come right back at you, you know? Let me and, tell you something right now. Do ne- never get into a fight with crazy. Well, well, if real crazy, you don't want to get a fight with. But crazy people just act crazy and aren't crazy. That's different. Yeah, yeah, sure. But you, if I you mean, could, can you tell the difference? Uh, when it goes down, you will. Yeah. <laughs> when, when it goes down. Finish there. Yeah. yeah when, when, when it really goes, yeah. When, when, someone's get, re- when someone's really cray-cray, I've seen it. I worked at a halfway house that, for a mental institution. Yeah, yeah. And I've seen guys go crazy, um, especially when they're on drugs. And they like this one guy was walking around punching all these holes in walls. I remember this night very vividly. This guy, uh, he was like this huge uh, black guy that was at the play, and he was young, and he was walking around punching holes in. The, and he was he went from being a really really nice like big baby kind of guy to being really angry and walking around punching holes in the walls. So they called the police. The police came. They had shields and everything, and they cornered him in a bathroom. And I'm. I went outside of his room and I'm looking through the window and they had him cornered and they're hitting him with stun guns, multiple stun guns. They're hitting this guy with. Right. And they're trying to close in on him with the uh, with the with those shields and everything. And he's like still talking to me. (laughs) You know, and he's telling me, tell him I've seen the light. (laughs) I've seen the you know, he's he's like talking. He was wide awake when they finally got him down. I think they tied him to a stretcher with like the bed sheets and stuff like that. And they had him strapped down. This guy must have gotten hit like 50 times with stun guns. And when he went out of there, he was still talking to me. Wide awake, wide awake. Don't mess with crazy. (laughs) Okay. (laughs) Leave crazy alone. You're better. You're probably better off going up against a lion. (laughs) I guess. And and I think and and I think I know that you're saying that Trump's not crazy. I'm not saying he's crazy. I think that that's that's the line they want you to believe that he's not. But but people but but when you know when you look at these places, people know who they can mess with, right? Under certain administrations, they know they can mess with these guys. Obama was bowing to those people. Yeah, yeah. And you can't, just, you, they, they knew they could mess with. They mess with. You can't them bow. You can't bow when you go to a, a Muslim country. Any sign of weakness, anything like that, you, you're shit. You know you. Yeah. You bow, you, you oh, I'm sorry. Yeah, you're a puss. Yeah, I know you're many, a puss then. How many billions, how many billions of dollars did we send to uh, Iran? How much money was that well, that we sent in cash? Well good, well, good. That did us a lot of good, right? No, but what I'm saying to you is when you do that, people go, oh, these guys are punks. They're, he's a puss. Yeah. Yeah. When when you do something else and they go, oh, these guys might send a Moab after me. When they sink your warship. <laughs> yeah. Without anybody getting off the warship before they sink it. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. I mean, that, that gets people's attention when you fly a, a, a cruise missile into somebody's building through a window. Yeah, that'll get their attention when that happens. But um, yeah. All right. Now, on to happy news. What do we got for happy news? 
that's happy news. I'm happy. I'm happy to hear that. You know, I think oh. I like America when America is being like the cowboy. I remember being outside of America uh, during Ronald Reagan and everyone was like, for, for whatever reason, people were like this American cowboy. Remember, that's what they call Reagan. Of course. And they were they were worried about what he was going to do. That always well, makes for a good thing. Well, it always keeps people on their. Yeah. On their on their toes, too. Yeah, that's where you got to go. Okay, go ahead. Hit a, hit us up with it. Oh, I had a I have a, a Jeep question. Yeah, uh, aside from the conventional, I call conventional Jeep like Wrangler or whatever. I mean, you guys do also like um, Cherokees and stuff like that because I, I know a lot of people really do radical Cherokees and stuff like that. Is yeah, that because <laughs> um, that they're because they're inexpensive to purchase older ones and build yeah. them up into something really bizarre. But engine swap is engine swap, so. You know whether I want to I want to put the LS engine on on this transmission. You guys just provide all that in the mounts and boom. It's true. You know those uh, Cherokees or XJs as we call them. Um, everybody calls them frameless and shameless because they don't have a full frame. Oh, they're unibody. Yeah. Yeah. So you kind of have to stiffen them if you get a lot of horsepower in there, and they have right. some frame stiffeners you can use and things like that. But you have to build it right if you're going to do that to it. Oh yeah. Well, you got to. Just connect the front and the rear frames, I guess we'll say, or the unibody pieces, or build a whole frame, I guess. I don't know. All together. Yeah. yeah. These guys, it's funny because the guys that don't do that, if they got on a, an obstacle that has a frame twister to it, you'll see doors pop open, like the back <laughs> will pop open, all their stuff. <laughs> and win windows pop and stuff like that. Yeah. Exactly. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. No, that's cool. Um, that just popped into my head. That's one of those questions. Because one, one of the guys that works for me, a young guy, He's messed around with, and he does it all, do it himself kind of stuff, buying axles and reinforcing them and building stuff. And so yeah, he's always he's he's constantly looking through Craigslist and stuff, buying axles from people and reselling them and and all this stuff. Absolutely, so, yeah, it's it's cool. A good side hustle. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. What were you gonna say, Tim? Uh, you're gonna jump in. Oh, okay. <laughs> all right. Let's. Yeah. Okay, I'm gonna bring up something just weird. I got a this is I was I'm looking at I have a I'm looking at you guys and I have a PC on the side here and I'm looking at it and I got a friend request from somebody. Uh huh. It was a friend with somebody I know that, that a friend of mine who died a couple of years ago. Oh really? So when you click on his request, the only thing it shows is his friend is my friend who died. Oh no, don't trust that. <laughs> it's like that's kind of bizarre. Yeah. Pretty <laughs> <don't> you? <laughs> How do you know Jim? <laughs> yeah. Is Jim still his friend someplace? I don't know what happened. Yeah. You know? What did you say, Tim? <laughs> I said, pretty sure it's not his ghost. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Trying to reach out from the beyond. <laughs> uh, don't trust that, Walter. Also, no, I'm not doing that. Also, don't trust those sexy hot girls. That, uh, uh, I don't. I I don't uh, these ones that get these friends <laughs> requests from these young girls, I'm like, wait a minute, I don't know this girl. No, no, no. no yeah. I mean, it, it's not even like a friend, a younger friend that knows a girl. No, it's not yeah. that. You know, I mean, the first time I started getting those couple of years ago, I was like, wait a second. Did I get super sexy? And I didn't. Yeah. <laughs> no one told me about it. <laughs> yeah. No, it's not real. No. It's not real. Do not trust that. No. Don't mess with it. Oh, no. so let me ask you. That just popped in my head. Another Jeep, Jeep question. Um, what? Yeah. You have like a favorite tire, a favorite tire brand, a favorite. Uh, um, oh, no. it, it just I've got a project I'm just starting on right now. I picked. Are you guys familiar with the 67 to 71 Commandos, Jeepster Commando? Yes, I am. Yeah. Kind of iconic lines. They're just, I think lately I've noticed kind of a resurgence in popularity because they just have classic body lines and all. 
And uh, so I picked that up a few months ago and, and I'm going to start doing, I've already got my engine for an LS swap and all. And I really, I think the Maxxis Trepidors really got my attention. I've ridden with buddies and, and trail mates that, that have had those on and they just grip like claws on the slick rock. Okay. I like them. So that's more of a, like a rock crawling tire or. Yeah. And once again, it depends on what you're doing though. You know, right. I put the, those new BF Goodrich KO2s, they call them the all terrains, the new version. Right. I put those on my tow rig and I absolutely love them. Quiet, smooth, ride well. Love them. Cool. Yeah, I mean, there's so many different choices in tires. Yeah, yeah. You know, there's there's a, a, a good tire for each type of wheeling or driving. Right, right. Well, do you, do you, yeah. Are you a are you a road warrior or are you a you know an off road warrior or you know, a rock crawler or a mudder or yeah <laughs> yeah. yeah. Or what would be your no holds barred like money is not an object uh, dream build, Tim? Oh man, uh, that M fifteen. <laughs> I keep going back to that M seven fifteen. Oh, really? I mean, I don't know why you haven't done one. They're, they're not that hard to find. No, they're not. I've, I've just picked up this commando and that one's coming first. Oh, okay. okay. Doesn't mean it won't come next. <laughs> yeah. I mean, out West there, you should be able to find one that's kind of rust free or rust yeah. less. Less. But, yes. Um, so that's the iconic mm -hmm. lines for a good, tough military type look for me. And the axles yeah. are, are stout. Right yeah. off from the right from the get go yeah. and everything, yeah. So. Yeah, I like those. Those are really macho. So what is so what is a price for one of those? Like in good shape? What are we like money? Are we looking at here before you before you start messing with it? Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. <laughs> um, you can pick them up for a thousand, two thousand bucks. What, Walter? If you see one of these, we got to build it, right? You no, know, but that's gonna then you're gonna it might have an engine, it might not. You're gonna want to replace. You're going to replace the engine because the original engines are pretty crappy. Yeah, we don't need no stinking engines. Well, so even if you just put a straight up old school small block Chevy in it, it'll, it'll still no, do anything you want to do. We're going to put a we're going to put a V8 in there. Oh yeah, that's what I'm saying. Yeah, I think yeah. aluminum LS. You know. What was that, Tim? A truck like that deserves a big V8. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Well, uh, it can handle it because of the weight and the you know the engine bay is huge in there, so you got plenty of room for engine. Tim, when we find this, we you are the you are the first call that I'm making. <laughs> if you you can find a, a pretty clean one for around five grand too, really clean one these days. If you want to really, if you want one that's still kind of military, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I mean, with, yeah. with all the accoutrement, you know. But if you're if you're gonna build it, you don't really need all that stuff, anyways. I mean, I like how it looks because it looks a little bit like a Hummer, right? Like a Humvee. I mean, Humvee. It's tough looking. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I mean, they were they were and they're tough built too. They're not like wimpy little. Yeah. Unibody trucks or anything, you know, they're, they're serious. Yeah. yeah. Now, are you building that all original or is oh, I know no, what? Well, my yeah. No, no way. <laughs> no, no, no. Way. I've no. already got a, I've already got a high horsepower motor for it, and I'm going to do some more stuff to it to give it a little more. I'll okay. be putting it on 37 inch tires, and you know, I yeah, want to okay. make it readable. It needs to be able to be a daily driver, but I also want it to perform really well out of trail events and. It'll be in our booth at vendor shows, I'm sure, at times. So it'll be cool. Okay. What kind of – go ahead. I was going to ask if you've ever done anything with a Unimog axle. No, but I love them. <laughs> They're way cool. There's actually aftermarket companies now building gear reduction units like that. Right. You can put on the end of your, of your regular – yeah. Even for side-by-sides, it's crazy. I, I love the technology that everybody's doing these days. It really is opening up whole new markets. Look right. at LED lights. Fifteen years ago, there was no such thing as an LED light, and now it's a whole new oh. billion-dollar oh, industry. Yeah. 
I mean, and they're so cheap. Yeah. yeah. I mean, oh, yeah. that's better. That's, that was the big thing. Um, that was the big thing last year at SEMA, the yeah, lights. Yeah, wait, I, I talked to the Chinese ladies yeah. about all that stuff. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Ellie, like, you know, you, you can, uh, you can literally power a solar panel from how much light you can give off. <laughs> so this is a, you have a battery battle. on your solar panel and it's like, it's, it's like just going back around and around. The circle of life. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. There's LEDs everywhere now, everywhere. So yeah, yeah, that's pretty cool. I would definitely Rhino line or bed line or whatever you want to call it. I would definitely, I would definitely do that. Yeah, what's your, what's your feelings on the, 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 the lining of vehicles and the outside, inside, all that stuff? You know what? I don't, I don't like to disparage another guy's build because whatever he likes is what he likes. And right. personally, personally, you probably, I was really glad. Um, I got a two for deal with these commandos. Have you ever heard of the Hearst commandos? Hearst. Oh, with a Hearst shifter? Yeah, that same company. They took supposedly, and nobody can find paperwork on this, but supposedly they took 500 units in 1971, which is the last year of this body style, right. and painted them white. They put a red, uh, well, a blue and, and red uh, pinstripe package on them, the, you know, racing stripes or whatever. Right, right. They put a hood on it that had a, t- a rear facing tachometer to the driver and a shifter, and that was about it. But now there's only 107 of them known to the – there's a registry for those, and there's only 107 of them known. And that's the one I was headed to buy. Um, and then the guy that, that had both of these commandos said, I'll tell you what, I got to be out of this house in three weeks. We're downsizing, and, and I'll just – I'll make you a two-for deal on these if you want to buy them both. And I'm like, uh, okay. <laughs> so, <laughs> I Did bought them come? both. Go ahead. So you, I, got, I you got the first one then. Well, it's that. You- you, you ended up with the Hearst one then. Well, that was my intention. And then I thought about it, you know, coming from the hot rod background and classic cars and all that, I said, I can't cut it up. There's only 107 of them known at that time. I can't cut it up. So I, I just put it out there. I've, I've got somewhat known in this, this area um, in the four-wheel drive community. And so I put it out there on my Facebook page and Instagram. And I had people here locally that were just clamoring for it. So I sold it to a really neat local guys become a friend of mine and then he goes after he got it he goes oh i can't cut this up either he went and bought another <laughs> <first> one. <laughs> well, no one could commit this to the first cut did these come with this hood scoop that's pretty cool yeah from hirsch like i said they, uh-huh. they, they claim that there was 500 of them um but there's only 107 left so yeah. you can't uh, yeah you can't do it like it says on your website, I was going through your website, looking at different sections of it, and it was mentioning about if you find a Jeep that's really nice, don't cut it up. <laughs> yeah. You know, yeah. like if you were to find a if you were to find a a, a military uh, World War II vintage Jeep that's been sitting in somebody's barn for forty years and it's all original, don't cut it up. Don't yeah. don't make it into a mud truck. You know, <laughs> sell it to somebody, sell yeah. it to somebody, and take that money, then build your mud truck. You know, I mean, <laughs> yeah, yeah. So hey, armament, I'm sorry. Go ahead. Speaking of which, I was going to say um, when you guys come out here for the for the tailgate party, when we get Brownells and you guys out here, um, I've got some food trucks lined up and all. But we're also going to have an RTI ramp. I don't know if you've ever heard of RTI ramp. Um, oh, you guys, four wheel drives, they'll put one tire up on this steep ramp and oh, see how yeah. flex it and keep the other tire. <laughs> the ramp. So we'll have some competitions going on out here. We'll get that Brownells Jeep that we build on it. Okay, I'm going to do that with my car. That's good. <laughs> 
We got a fork. <laughs> I'm going to see how much I can articulate. Oh, <laughs> uh, those guys are going to know right away at the dealership yeah. when that thing yeah. comes when when the alarms go off in the dealership. Yeah. <laughs> it's technically of, it's technically a four by four. Well, no, it's all wheel drive. But. Oh, I saw. Speaking of, I saw an all wheel drive Challenger the other day. I didn't know they did a Challenger all wheel yeah. drive. I'm yeah. like, wow. You know what the problem is? It's on. It's only V6. Yeah. Oh. Yeah, I would have bought one because people, right. people, people, you know, people are like, oh, why did you get rid of your Challenger? How come you didn't get a Hellcat or something? I would I wanted it to be all wheel drive. So oh. there you go. I didn't want just rear wheel drive. I saw that the like Audi has the rear wheel drive R8 right now. Yeah. Um, and I think they just bought like 320 of them to America. Right. And believe it or not, they're actually half the price of an R8. They're like a hundred. They're like a hundred and twenty, hundred and thirty thousand dollars. Okay. So, um, but I don't want like you know. I want all wheel drive. I want mm. all the wheels driving. Driving. Now that just yeah. made me think of a question here for you, Tim. Yeah. Gamb- gambler. You guys ever done the gambler? You know, I I just learned about it this last year, just a few months ago, and so I started following them, and I just might have to do that. <laughs> Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it just started in Utah, I think, recently. Didn't it start in Oregon? Oregon, yeah. They have it. They're having. They have it pretty regularly up that way. But it's. Yeah. Explain to people what the Gambler is, Walter. Gambler five hundred is five hundred miles off road. They do it in two days. You drive what you bring. Supposed to be five hundred dollar vehicles. Um, you can bring anything. They like. They like weird stuff. Um, but you got to. It's got to be road legal, and. You gotta. It's not a race. Nobody's gonna come in first. It's just, it's all fun. They camp overnight. They have a big party when they camp overnight in the campground. The thing has grown by leaps and bounds. There's probably thousands of people that do it. Um, so I. But there's nothing. They don't do anything around in this part of the country. That it's. it's I guess it's too hard to organize 500 miles off road. I don't know. Um, <laughs> in Florida, a and, lot of that's gonna be swamp. Well, there was a guy that was going to start working on it here, and he went out scouting and stuff. And I guess life got in the way, and he couldn't he couldn't finish the project. But yeah, but yeah it's um, it's just a fun off road thing, and you know, and it, you're supposed to be nice to the woods and pick up the garbage and and Absolutely. help well, help each other out along the way. And you know, it's supposed to be a, it's just for fun, for fun. That's exactly how this Jeep community is. I've been blown away over the last. Well, I've been with Novak seven years, and as I go to trail events and things like that. I'm amazed at the people that are in this in this community. They're so environmentally conscious about making sure the trails are kept clean. You don't go off trail and ruin you know everything around just just for your pleasure. Uh, they're extremely responsible that way. And if anybody breaks down, you have got more than adequate help to get you back on the road. Just a great group of people. Mm-hmm. Yeah. In fact, you, uh, Walter, you should come out and do this uh, trail ride we do every every fall. Uh, the la- either the last couple of days of September or first couple of uh, October, depending on how it falls, we we take as many World War II era flat fender jeeps as we can, and really truly anybody's invited. It's about veterans. Um, we want to get some dirt road therapy for veterans, and we call it War Hero. And we start at the top of Utah at the Idaho border, and we do a big photo op there, of course, in the Welcome to Utah sign. And we drive in the West Desert. You know, Nevada borders us out right. there. We kind of foray into Nevada a little bit. But the first day we follow the um, the Transcontinental Railroad path until oh, oh. we get to Wendover, Nevada, <clears throat> and uh, we usually have a little carnage along the way, flat tires. Last year we had a guy break his oil pan, his uh, oil filter off. 
because his axle came up and hit it. Oh, wow. <laughs> we had a soldier down that day. We had to leave him in Wendover. But so we, we follow the Transcontinental Railroad path the first day. We spend the night in Wendover, Nevada. And then the next day, next two days, we follow the Pony Express Trail. Uh, dirt roads all through the West Desert. And uh, as many veterans as we can get out there and just get them some dirt road therapy, you know. And we, we oh. end up in uh, St. George, Utah, down at the Arizona border and have a blast for three days. It's, yeah. it is Utah. I've been to Utah and Utah is awesome. Yeah. <laughs> I haven't been to, I haven't been to Northern Utah. I've been more through the, to the middle and South, but yeah, I, I all West, all out West is awesome. We went to Yellowstone last summer and that's, and that area out there. And that's pretty awesome too. Um, Beautiful country. Yeah. yeah. That sounds like a good ride, Walter. If you ever yeah, do that. Yeah, that sounds you know, like fun. I, I volunteer. Yeah. Yeah. I just have to, I mean, I have friends with Jeeps like that here and I might have to have one, to put together that's just well, a long way to that's a long way to drag a jeep out though though it really is we, we tow it we want as many veterans as we can get man we love our veterans we love to support them and some dirt road therapy is always good for all of us so all these all these jeeps are all like normal size like old school type jeeps it's not like or you, you know, said everybody can come along it, yeah we, we let everybody we had a couple of really nice guys from los angeles last year that saw saw it uh, on our social media and they just drove their JK all the way up to northern Utah and met us at the border and jumped in, went all three days with us and drove home. <laughs> they cool. were great guys. That's cool. Yeah. Yep. That's, Actually, that that's sounds like, like a yeah. yeah, that sounds like a good adventure. And the weather's not that bad that time of year either. So No, a couple of years ago it was it was pretty chilly. I will I just slept out on an open flatbed trailer and uh I woke up with ice all over me. <laughs> Not frost, but ice. Wow. Uh, no. Uh, no, I don't think so. <laughs> no, I'll do it, but uh, I'm going to have to have some kind of super, uh, super comfortable, warmed up uh, sleeping bag <laughs> that fully encompasses everything. I don't want icicles on anything. That's probably, probably your that's called a nice tent. Um. Yeah. No, that sounds like a cool trip. Armament and Axis says the last 4x4 he had was a 1975 three and a quarter Chevy pickup uh, with three body and three inch axle lift with 38 and a half monster mutters Mutter. back in 1994. Yeah. So there That's you awesome. go. Um, I'm pretty sure there's lots of folks out there enjoying the uh, the 4x4 talk. It's actually, it's, it's pretty fun. Yeah. yeah. Nope. Square body Chevys, they call those in that 73 to 87 year range, are making a huge resurgence yep. these days. Big yep. time. Mm -hmm. Yep, they're very popular. Both in the off road thing and then it's hot rod stuff too. You know? Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. And, 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 and they make all the parts for those things too interior parts, all the body parts. I mean, you can get them for all the Chevys, but yeah. Yep. Yeah. It's like, it's like Jeeps. If you want to build, if technically, if you want to build a flat fender Jeep, you can build a brand new one. Oh yeah, and yeah. You buy, buy a body and just start buying parts, and next thing you know, you got a Jeep. So yeah, um, and we can sell you everything you need to put a V8 in it. Yeah, I mean, I think I, I think always for a Jeep, I think the V6 is the the thing I would lean for. Yeah, it's a good fit. It actually really is. You know that this War Hero ride that we do. Uh, it's pretty funny. So one of our employees has a, a flat fender and he's got a 283 Chevy in it, you know, and, and it, it'll, it runs circles around everybody else and it's a blast. Well, there's a couple other guys that are veterans incidentally, that come with us that have some old flat fenders. One of them's got a Kubota diesel. He put in his yeah. little yeah. tractor. Another one's got 
your little VW turbo a TDI motor. Yeah, yeah. And it was really funny because this is he's a full time diesel mechanic himself, and so he built this thing amazing. It looks like something out of Mad Max, you know. And wow. I went up to him. I was filming it the first the first year we did it, and I was filming it, kind of interviewing him and asking him about it. And it's really cool because he's got his grandfather's World War II sword for the gear shifter and some neat <laughs> things like that. And I said. So Dan's his name. I said, Dan, so what do you think a World War II vet would think if the Jeep that won the war had a Japanese in it? <laughs> <laughs> he dropped it. He goes, I've never thought of that. <laughs> it's resto modded. It's resto modded. Actually, actually, I know you guys don't do it for the foreign engines, but um, that's what I was actually leaning toward is getting a flat fender with a with a small diesel. Um, yeah, especially like a like a Volkswagen turbo diesel or something. Yeah, because it's just it's, it's a really good little setup. He gets great mileage and it's a lot of power. Yeah. What what about a V10, man? Put like a V10 or a V12 or something. <laughs> yeah. That's that's in the part power. of the there's a part in the website, Hank, that says about what not to do. Oh, oh, um, or what not to ask about. Oh, I didn't read that <laughs> yeah, part. I think that's what that leads to. They don't want those questions. Can I put a V10 in my fender? Um, my grandfather's Jeep. <laughs> you know, our poor salesmen get calls every day from some yokel that says, I got this Mercedes diesel sitting out in the car. Do you got a kit for that? <laughs> oh, no, that's cool. That's cool, though. Someone should do it, not you guys. I, well, if you want to, you can. But And there's people who do it. They usually do it on their own. Um, Actually, yeah. uh, Cummins, uh, you know, Cummins Diesel, oh, they just yeah. recently came out with that R2.8. That's, the 4? Yeah, a little turbo four cylinder. It's yeah. not a high horsepower, big torque motor, but it's going to be a great one. We just got one in here a few weeks ago, and we three D scanned it so we can start making adapters and mounts. Ah, you're going to the dark side. Yeah, <laughs> uh -huh. Uh -huh. doesn't look so crazy now. <laughs> yeah, we saw that. We saw that engine at SEMA. That's a that's a that's a drop in package with the with that wiring and the whole nine yards. Yeah, yeah, it's a clean one. It's a nice one. Yeah, hmm. and um, and that engine will freaking you know, one thing about diesels is they don't care about water for the most part, as long as you don't suck the water in. Yeah, as long as you um, keep it out. Yeah. Right. And lots of torque. Yeah. So, I think this is this is just in time for the rest of the world stopping making diesels. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> just in time. Uh, Everyone's getting out of the diesel business. So is FCA still doing a diesel Jeep? I know they um, were, they were going to, but I guess now they're not doing that anymore, right? Uh, last I heard, unless there's been another announcement that they are going to do a little turbo diesel for the J case. Yeah, I mean, it, there's a big there's a big market for it. Yeah, um, yeah. Um, there's a lot of clamor. Yeah, I think I think if they have and any there's, sense, they there's also do it. an international market for it too. I, and I, um, which and we sell internationally too. Yeah, we we seem to forget as Americanskis that there's a whole other world out there. <laughs> um, and and not every and and not all these places care about having uh uh all the fancy interiors and all that stuff. Most places don't have all that. So yeah. yeah. Americans like diesel. I mean, I know well, I, maybe it's where you live. I know here in the south there's lots of diesel. People, you know, people uh, appreciate it. Lots of people want it. Huh? Diesels are fantastic for every application except hardcore rock crawling. Um, there's times when to get up and over an obstacle, oh, you snap the throttle and have instant yeah. power. Right. And a diesel has to spool the turbo up, and there's a little right. bit of lag there. And you know, right. there's there's hardcore diesel guys that'll argue that, but I've been there, I've seen it. Yeah, no, <laughs> yeah. there's everything has its place, and some yeah. things just don't work in some applications. You know, yeah, but, yeah. just make a just make a diesel hybrid. 
Um, <laughs> there you go, complicating things again. <laughs> right. Will, Will Killer says um, uh, Grand National Turbo Six. Some people want to <laughs> see some. Some people want to. Uh, someone he also says Subaru H6 conversion. Uh, CB <laughs> wants to see Gorn. Who's got Gorn? What do you have, Walter? You got. Well, I see you got a knife. I got a, I got a knife sheet today. I have this knife that um, my, I got from my uncle when he died. And nice. it's made by um, Utica Knives, who made bayonets in World War II. And after true. the after the war, they had lots of leftover parts, and I think some of those parts were like seconds. So they basically turned them into like commercial knives, and they sold this as it's called a Cutmaster, and it looks kind of like a bayonet, but it yeah, it's kind of like a Tonto. Yeah, well, yeah, the blade shape is just a reground yeah. bayonet blade. I didn't have a sheath for it, so I'm looking mm. around on the internet, and I find this fighting knife sheath. At one of the companies that sells like um, World War II uniforms and stuff like that. So a shot in the dark. I ordered it, fourteen bucks. It shows up today, and guess what? It works. Nice. So um, yeah, so I'll be able to use it. Yeah, very cool, very cool. By the way, Tim Gorn is uh, that is the cry for gun porn. Gorn. Yeah, for yeah. those who haven't That's seen what it, the folks except, call it out there. If you haven't seen one of these, except in pictures, this is the Strubberg. Strugorg, I don't know how you say it. SP9A1. Yeah, hold that up. That's really nice. It comes out of Slovakia. There you go. Um, there you kind go. Of, kind of got the shape of a scar in the receiver, nine millimeters. Yes. Um, we're going to make a stock for it if you guys are looking at one. Yeah. So you were explaining that the back plate there comes out. That comes out. And then um, we'll make a piece that goes in and pins right in, and you'll have a collapsible stock. Nice. Very cool. Very uh, yeah, cool. Just got this today, new in the shop today. So. Yeah. So, what are those running? What? Because I know those are because it looks like a B and T, but it's a little bit um, yeah. more affordable. Should we say more affordable? Yeah. With the tail hook, oh, excuse me. With the SB tactical brace, um, which comes unassembled, you have to put it on yourself. It was seven ninety nine. Um, you can get them for less if you don't care about the the SB tactical brace, and you wait for me to make a really cool one. Um, <laughs> um, but, of course, um, yeah, of course. Very, very nicely made, decent quality, um, finished very nice. Um, the reviews, I couldn't find a bad review on them on the internet. They got guys testing every kind of nine millimeter ammo you can think and it digests everything. So I think this is going to be the next hot little nine millimeter type CZ looking gun. Yeah, I like, it, I like the magazine. Can you pop out that magazine for a second? It is. So this is a twenty. Is, this is a 20-rounder. It comes with two 20s. They also have 30s that are available. Um, yeah. I, haven't, I haven't found a 30 yet, but... It's kind of like a waffle thing with ribs in it and then see-through. Yeah, it kind of looks like a CZ mag, the CZ Scorpion mag. Mm -hmm. um, but it's, everything is a really good quality. It's not like it's... You don't get this feeling like it's cheap. Mm -hmm. um, and And it is. You know, it's, yeah. it's, it's, um, I'm really impressed with it. And every, I, like I said, I can't, I couldn't find a bad review on the internet of it. So, so, and then that muzzle device comes off it's or is half, that half inch, half inch, uh, 28 thread on the end. Nice. Uh, we shot it today in the, in the shop with a can and, uh, ran fine. Um, so yeah, I'm, we're going to start making a stock for it. ASAP baby. Oh, so, very cool. Very cool. We're we go, we going to do a conversion on this mofo. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> a Novak, uh, a, a Novak uh, collaboration, maybe? <laughs> yeah. Maybe I'll be able to get one of those $60,000 Jeeps after this one. Yeah. <laughs> so I, I, would, I would love to have one built 
it'd be, it, I'd have to watch it just to see how it's done, but because um, it'd be so much nice to get in, just turn the key and drive. Um, <laughs> so I'm all for that. You know, it's like when you get your house redone and you know you can do it yourself, but if you pay somebody, they'll get done a lot faster. Yeah, uh, you will curse. You will curse a lot less. Yeah. It'll get you will finished. probably bleed a lot less. The project will get finished. So. Yeah. By the way, Tim, if you are ever, if you're ever looking, uh, are you? Have you ever shot a 50, 50 BMG? No, I haven't. Oh, I do those. Oh, okay. That's what I, I want do. to. Badly. Yes. Yeah, oh. Walter can help you out with that. He makes a fifty uh, BMG. We might have to come out for that uh, ride in October. That would be a blast. Yeah. And yeah, we have so. miles of open desert country to shoot, by the way. And everybody, everybody and you can bring guns along in the ride? Yes. Oh, now everybody we're Everybody has an AR with them because you never know when a coyote or a rabbit's going to pop up. Yeah. Uh, yeah, you never know. <laughs> yeah, you're talking Walter's words now. If he could bring a 50, he makes a pretty cool 50, uh, 50 uh, as well as some other stuff that he could bring yeah. out there. And uh, I would bring something like this. Huh? Quiet. This is my yeah. This is my 300 blackout integrally suppressed. See that wow. with uh, you. You guys can't see it, but it's actually a titanium uh, suppressor in there from Liberty Suppressors. Is the Leonidas and the upper lower here is actually polymer from uh, Kaiser US. Kaiser US oh, wow. upper lower. Yeah, and uh, all these red parts you see come from GunTech USA in Arizona. And uh, this, of course, is from Walter from Safety Harbor Firearms. That's the KES stock right there. Yeah, I always make um, I make stocks for the AR-15, the SIG MPX, the CZ Scorpion, MP5, and more to come. So yeah, that thing's uh, a work of art, man. Yeah. So that's <laughs> this, this is one of my uh, my my. Uh, one of my favorite guns right now, actually. I love this thing. It's pretty awesome. I like how you qualify that, though. What? Right now. Right now. Yeah. You know you know how that goes. Yeah, I know. But that's, you know, that is a really cool gun. I'm really, I'm really yeah, enjoying that. Yeah. That's a really, really, really nice setup. You know, 300 blackout integrally, integrally Make suppressed. Mod that's the way to go. Um, do you have any suppressor stuff, Tim? You into suppressors? I don't yet, but I'm really intrigued by it. In fact, we have a really good machine shop on site, really high tech. And a lot of these guys are shit. <laughs> <laughs> okay, trouble. Get a license first. <laughs> They've talked about this in the past anecdotally. Yes. Yeah, this, yeah. this is strictly uh, mufflers. Hypothetical, hypothetical. Mufflers, mufflers. <laughs> for the air, for the air locking differential exhaust. So it goes. Yeah, you guys were thinking about making some fake suppressors just for the looks, yeah. basically. Yeah, just for the <laughs> Yeah, well, if you're ever out this way, man, we'll uh, we'll get you some cool guns to shoot. I don't know if you, how much uh, full auto stuff you've shot. Oh, hell, no. if I go in a Jeep ride, I'm bringing a machine gun. What are you talking yeah. about? Oh, there you go. There you go. And Walter has some really nice. Yeah, he, he's got some nice uh, World War Two era stuff. Yeah. Oh. yeah, that'd yeah. be cool. Yeah, we could bring some of that. Yeah, let the. Let the let the veteran type people shoot some uh, some of that yeah. stuff. Yeah, that'd be cool. yeah. Some old You'll go a full day without seeing another human outside of our group. <laughs> cool. Yeah. Well, we were when we were driving. Um, we were out in um, out west, was it the Grand Canyon or one of those areas out there? Oh, when we were um, uh, Mace, not Mesa Verde, but um, Arches, out in the Arches area and stuff like that. We kept hearing about the Jeep rides and trails you can take, and you know, a week long. Jeep thing. I'm like, oh, that'd be cool. Even my wife said, oh, that'd be fun. So yeah. it's like, you know, 
Yeah, I know I was driving out and I saw every now and then along the way, you see some things where it says you can just pull off here and go off road and start do whatever you want. I don't know if you've ever seen anything like that. Yeah, there's there's we've, trails and stuff. Yeah. Yeah. We've got one off road vehicle area that's called Sand Hollow down by St. George. It's, uh, you know, extreme southern Utah. And uh, we had some guys out for one of these events in October called Trail Hero. This guy was from New York. And he said, I got a question for you. Can I like walk off of this trail? Can I drive off of this trail without getting in trouble? We're like, everybody here that's from Utah was like, yeah, why? Well, everywhere back east, if we get a tire off of the trail, we'll get sued. (laughs) (laughs) Drive wherever you want, man. Yeah, you can remember in in New York and places like that, you can't even drink sodas. So (laughs) (laughs) just remember that. (laughs) Uh, Walter, before we wrap, which we're going to wrap up here um, in a few seconds, uh, John Gillian wants to know, he says uh, he needs a stock for his CZ Scorpion Evo nine millimeter. He wants to know if he could buy it now. Um, Will, do we have any of those in stock right now? Um, we're getting ready. Actually, I got told today we got to make more parts. So um, I think we do have some now. Um, we don't have any tail hooks, but we do have the stock minus the tail hook if you're looking for a brace. Okay. Um, and we have we have regular stocks too for the guys with the SBR stuff. But I think so. Okay. All right. Cool. I just make the donuts. I don't sell the donuts. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I know you're busy doing a lot of welding stuff lately. All right. You know what? Let's wrap it up here. Um, Walter, what do you have going on? What do you want the uh, uh, well, folks? Tomorrow's Friday, right? Yes. Or, or is it Tuesday? I, I don't know. know. I don't know anymore. But uh, it um, might not be. Maybe yes. No. Well, stay stay tuned. Some Instagram, Facebook stuff coming up over the weekend here. I don't know if I'm going to be seeing American Gun Chick. She was saying something about getting together and do some stuff with a flamethrower. So I don't I don't know if that's going to happen, but stay tuned if it does. Um, just making the stuff in the shop, you know, doing our thing, working on those stocks like you're asking about. Um, what else can I say? What's the Instagram account it's under, Walter? Pardon me? What, what, what Instagram account? So, um, it is Safety Harbor Firearms. And then um, on um, on, fa- on on Facebook it's Safety Harbor Firearms. On Instagram it's Safety Harbor Firearms. Um, okay. I should let me just double check that. It should be yeah. Yeah, I think, I think it, it, is. Is. Yeah. it is. Yeah, yeah. Safety yeah. Harbor Firearms brings it up. Yep. Um, yep. Yeah. Not <laughs> safe. Not Safety Harbor Fire Department though. No. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I know some of those guys though, but no, it's not not us. But um, but yeah, yeah. So yeah, stay tuned. Save uh, Facebook, Instagram. We post some stuff, and um, next week we'll get back to normal, like a normal week, and yeah. instead of this crazy uh, holiday in the middle of week stuff. But, yeah. And Tim, there's like one last question before you tell us how people can get in touch with you. Um, how did you even get involved with this uh, Brownells convoy across the USA, convoy across America, hashtag? Well, it all came, it, it came about because of Yeti and Yolo and their relationship with Brownells. That was kind of the, the connecting point for us. And uh, I've become friends with Josh Coburn that runs a lot of their stuff out there and such a neat, neat guy. Um, you're going to have a great time with him on the road. And oh, yeah. I've hung out with him many a time. He's a pretty cool good, dude. Good dude. Yeah, he's, he's very motivational and inspirational and look forward to getting all you guys here. But, yeah, that's how we came across it was through those two. Yeah. Awesome. Awesome. Okay. So tell people how they can find you uh, one last time. And uh, before you do that, I want to remind everyone that we are doing the uh, convoy across 
America with Brownells. And of course, we're doing it with Novak Conversions and a bunch of other people. It's starting July 16th. And on July 23rd, we'll be in Logan, Utah with uh, Novak Conversions. People can start riding the, the whole journey with us in Leesburg on uh, July 16th, or you can meet us in certain places. So if you're close to Logan, Utah there, you could drop in or anywhere you want to along the line. We're going all the way out to L.A., and uh, and then I'll be driving back uh, somehow, making my way back <laughs> to the East Coast. So j- just tell folks how they can get in touch with you. We are at uh, the Triple W on the on the website is Triple W Novak N O V A K dash Adapt dot com. Um, our Facebook page, we're just Novak Conversions on Facebook. Our Instagram is uh, Novak Jeep Conversions. Um, direct messages if you want on there. Hit us up on the website. We will have a new website soon. It's under construction. Ours is a little antiquated right now, but we'll have another one up soon. But the phone yeah. number, contact information, everything's on the website. Yeah, absolutely. If you guys want to find out any more information, if you're watching this video now or later or anything like that, um, there is a link in the description of this video for um, for Novak Conversions. You guys can follow that or find them on Facebook or Instagram. You know, they're, they're really cool dudes. You know, Tim, would love to have you come back, man. Obviously, I'm going to see you out on the road, but... Love to have you come back and talk more Jeep stuff, maybe around SEMA time. Absolutely, be happy to. And yeah, I would yeah. put a plug in for this event too. When you guys show up here on the 23rd, if anybody's within driving distance of here, um, I know guys coming from Idaho and uh, down to Salt Lake area and everywhere in between. If you're within driving distance, you should really come. We're gonna have food trucks. We're gonna have tons of these awesome people to come chat with, and you know, bring your trucks, your Jeep, your your motorcycle, your hot rod, whatever, and just hang out. It'll be a fun night. Yeah, I think Yeti and Yolo are going to be there, right? No, they can't be. Oh, okay. They're they're in training for that thirty six hours of Uari. Oh, oh, right. Okay, okay, okay. I'll be there. The guys from Brownells will be there. There'll be some other folks out there for that particular event. Walter, what were you going to say? I was for, oh, I was going to ask real quick about that thirty six hour thing. Is that like an endurance type event? It is. It's an endurance race, a, a challenge. It's uh, it's kind of a military theme. It has a lot to do with marksmanship, canoeing, uh, speed canoeing. Uh, four wheeling, winch, extreme winching techniques, and all kinds of things oh, like that. Okay, cool. They're, they're slave drivers. <laughs> cool. I, I never I, heard I, of it, so that's why. Yeah, I hope Yeti and Yolo win that, man. No one could yeah. be more deserving. They of that. fourth place last year, and they weren't even prepared. Like they had a heavy canoe, not knowing that all these others had like a little lightweight $5,000 canoe. They were working <laughs> off of cell phones and, and paper maps. And everybody else had these five thousand dollar lead nav systems. And <laughs> oh no, we got we got to make sure they win this time. <laughs> I think they're gonna. I think they're gonna do it this year. They're they're so focused, and they're well prepared. Yeah, they're good dudes, man. I really enjoy those guys. Okay, so we're out of here. One last thing, I want to remind you guys: tomorrow is Nikki, aka Liberty Doll, on YouTube. She's coming on the show tomorrow. So I know Walter, you'll be here, Tim. Unfortunately, you're not going to be here, but you can still watch. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, You can still tune in. All right. Stay right there, Tim. All right, everyone. We're out of here. Good night. We'll see you guys tomorrow. Peace. Yeah. We're out. We're out of here.